Oh, everyone, welcome so much. Welcome, welcome to The Sharp Way with Larry Sharp this awesome Monday evening. You are now about to listen to the most important two hours of your week. Yes, The Sharp Way, 8 to 10 Eastern. If you want to join the program, you can. You can call 573-427-5463 because we do this live in case you do something stupid. You can now punish me for the rest of my life. And you will probably want to call in for a very important reason. I have someone here in the studio, man who was open enough to have me on his show like 80,000 times, <laughs> who actually listened to me during my campaign. And I have him here. I'm so happy. The man, the myth, the legend himself from upstate New York, Binghamton, originally from here, but now from there with his own podcast, No Sound Bites Allowed, the one and only Michael Voss. Thank you for coming today. It's always a great pleasure to speak with you. I enjoy and love speaking with you. Appreciate that. I have a crazy, um, maybe a crazy to talk about real fast. You are a rarity in New York State. Yes. You are a Republican. And not just that, you are a Republican of color. Uh, yeah. In New York State. Black and Puerto Rican. Oh, which, my I mean, God. I'm like checking off all kinds of boxes they can't stand. That's correct. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's not what's supposed to happen. No. So please tell me, how does that work? Uh, well, it, it's the realization, well, a couple of things. Mm -hmm. So let's go back. My entire family, except for my youngest sister, uh, I'm the oldest in my family, mm -hmm. a family of six. So everyone in my family is a Democrat. Well, you're originally from the Bronx, right? I'm from the Bronx. Just like I am. Yeah. Heavy Democrat stronghold. Up by Boston Road, Gun Hill. Hello, mm -hmm. everybody out there. Mm -hmm. uh, no. So uh, everyone's a Democrat. And mm -hmm. pretty much everyone I knew was a Democrat. Sure. For the most part. Or at least they thought they were when we were growing up. Okay. And so you you followed the family line. You Absolutely. Know, everyone's, you just grow up and, well, that's what we are. We're that's what Democrats. we are. Of course. Yeah. Of course. And But then I went to the military and- also college, and I started thinking about it. And it's like, well, Democrats really aren't offering me anything. They aren't doing anything. They don't line up with my view of the world and what I had experienced mm -hmm. over the years. And it can't. It hit me back when I was a stockbroker back in my mid-20s that I suddenly realized after I came back from Russia and I saw socialism and what that, what the democratic process was leading towards even back then, that's not what I'm about. I'm, I, I believe in the rule of law. I believe in the Constitution. I believe in the freedom of individuals. I believe in the ability that government starts with us. And every time we pass a law, we only take away our freedom. To that sounds to the libertarian government. to me. Wait a minute. It, it, it is, but it isn't. <laughs> it is, but it isn't. And you know that. I know, but you do, you do lean libertarian. I think that's true. On you a do lot lean. of issues. On a lot you of issues. You do lean. I think that's true. No doubt. But let me ask you a question then. Why do so many of us, and when I say us, I mean people of color, people from the Bronx. I, I, why do so many of us in block not go to libertarian, not go to Republican, not go any place except the Democratic Party? Why do so many of us just sit there in that party? You know, that's a... That's something I battle with on a regular basis, and I have to tell you, I think I know what it is. Tell me. Advertising. Okay. Because it's peer pressure and advertising. We are advertised to be one way. Monolithic. We, we, monolithic. We have one. We don't have a choice. I, I, two days ago, I had a gentleman who I was just relaxing. I just came back from work. He ran into me. Uh, I was watching the football game. 
And he said to me, wait a minute, are, are you really a black Republican? Mm-hmm. I said, well, yes, I am, rather strenuously. And he said, well, how could that be? I said, well, let's stop for a second. Stop right there. Stop. If I told you you can't make a choice because of the color of your skin, you would tell me I'm crazy. Why can't you do that to me? Mm, no, it's a valid point. He had no idea what to say. It's a valid point. And but hold on. Let me, let me keep going, though. Here. Yeah, now, yeah. it's clear, though, without question, mm-hmm. in New York State, Yeah. and maybe I'm in a, a similar boat than you here, but, I mean, what chance does the Republican Party have in being successful statewide in this blue of blue states, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, look, Democratic Party runs the state. Yes, it 100% is. runs this state, right? Guaranteed, guaranteed. And the people who would vote non-Democrat, most of them are leaving the state. You see them constantly yes. packing up and going away. So those who would be fighting the, the yeah, I, I feel like if you're, a, if you're a Republican in New York, it's like being a Democrat in Oklahoma, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. If you're a yes. Democrat in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. odds are Republicans are going to win. They're going to control everything. You're a Democrat. Oh, my God. What are you doing? I feel like if, if you're a Republican here, you get, you get the same boat here, right? I mean- when are you ready to pack up and leave like every other person who doesn't like Democrats? Well, you know me, Larry, because I love numbers. Mm-hmm. And so let me throw the numbers out there for people. Tell me. Since Cuomo has been in, we've lost about 1.8 million people. Yep. And of those 1.8 million, and that's balanced on the fact that we've actually had a bunch of illegal aliens, which are being counted. You can't. So this is New York City. You can't say illegal alien. You know what? They come out <laughs> I'm just saying, you can't to. say it's New York City. Yeah, I know. I saw that regulation. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what? Yep. If the Blasio wants to come after me, let him. All right. Because uh, I'm from upstate. Lock the so doors. Lock the doors. There you go. <laughs> okay. So that's why you see 1.2. Mm-hmm. But we know for a fact, looking at uh, Putnam, mm-hmm. Putnam County, they lost in last year, same time this year, 38,000 people, all of them in the middle class. Yeah. 38,000. Yes. It's a huge number. Absolutely. For Putnam specifically, yes. Yeah. We're seeing an exodus of the middle class and predominantly Republicans. Because in 2014, Cuomo said, if you love your guns, if you love the Constitution, if you love your religion, get out of the state. Well, we are. And guess what? We also lost $2 billion, uh, $2 million, excuse me, uh, in the state budget in February because- you can't tax people who aren't here. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So is Cuomo there a tried to get people who are in Florida, though. He's trying. He's but trying he to can't. get people who aren't he here. Can't. He's doing his best. Absolutely, he's trying his best. Yep. But so you're right that there is a big problem. What can Republicans do when Republicans are leaving because they've been pushed out? Mm-hmm. And when we have a state that's a, a state that's trying to go towards Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, mm-hmm. AOC, Democratic Socialist. All the way, as Tom Perez has said for the DNC. Well, you know, there is one answer for you. Well, there's two answers. There's the Libertarian Party. Well, there's two answers. I mean, that is an answer. I mean, because Democrats will come here too. So we can get Democrats and Republicans. That is definitely one answer. And I don't mind people picking either of those choices. Okay. You know this for me. Mm -hmm. I am a hardcore, I'm a conservative Republican, Mm -hmm. which is pretty hardcore. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I respect people for making a choice as long as they make the choice for a reason. Mm -hmm. And if they want to be libertarian, which I think is a great choice, I'm happy for that. And we've had great conversations. Mm -hmm. We agree on many things. We disagree on many things. God knows people are going to find out a lot of the things we agree (laughs) and disagree with tonight. Mm -hmm. But I think that the the Republican Party is not dead in New York. The problem is 
The problem is <clears throat> my throat. Sorry. No, that doesn't mean that <laughs> that doesn't mean that libertarians don't have a growth and that they don't have a place. Mm-hmm. That the, I'm not discounting that mm-hmm. because I think freedom. If we really accept what the Constitution does, what the First Amendment allows, if we really look at what's available to us, if we take power back, mm-hmm. then you have the opportunity to have libertarians side by side with conservatives, with Republicans, with Democrats, and we can all coexist. Not progressives, not democratic <laughs> socialists. Not progressives, And okay. not because I think that. Mm-hmm. It's because of what they think. Listen to Plot, listen to Antifa, listen to Black Lives Matter. They don't want right. anyone we, else to let, let's, let's go to a quick call before we go. I do want to touch the Black Lives Matters. And I do want to cover all that stuff. But I've actually got – we have a New Yorker up here, which is awesome. We have a New Yorker. Fantastic. We have Christian. He is uh, upstate New York, I assume. He wants to talk about um, how we can or should we even split the state. So, okay. Christian, how are you? Hey, Larry and Mike. How are you? Doing okay, great. Thanks. What's going on, my Doing friend? Well. I just wanted to call in. Um, I, I was wondering if you guys had seen, I, there's a particular state assemblyman, I don't remember his name offhand, but he had uh, proposed a splitting the state into three autonomous regions. Obviously, it's not going to happen because yep. it's New York and nothing happens. But uh, wondering if you, something along those lines, uh, what your thoughts would be or anything else that would give uh, some hope to regional autonomy within the state. I have heard that a bazillion times. When I was running around, three states were supposed to be New York City is one state. Mm-hmm. Montauk is another mm-hmm. state, which is Long Island and like Westchester or something like that. That's Montauk. Yep. And then everything and then New Amsterdam. up there is New Amsterdam. Yes. Yeah. Of all the of all the names I've heard from upstate, the one I love the most, which drives New Yorkers crazy, is West Vermont. I just love that name. <laughs> oh, I haven't heard that, that one. I did hear that one. I, that that one I love the most. It makes New Yorkers hate it, but I just thought it was funny when I heard it once. But no, well, I, we used to own Vermont. That's probably why. That's probably why. Yes, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. I I think the I understand the frustration completely. I do because there is a, and I'm sure Michael, you'll agree with me on this one. There's a there's a big difference in culture from Massive. upstate. And downstate. In fact, even through the cities, right? I mean, even mm-hmm. Buffalo, mm-hmm. which is a city, Rochester, Syracuse, who are much more urban and I guess in many ways similar to New York City. But even that's different, to right? An even that's to an di- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even that's different. So I get why they want to do it, which is why when I was running, I talked a lot about the idea of home rule, the idea of allowing each county to have a whole lot more autonomy. And the idea of ending unfunded mandates. For those of you who don't know, for those of you who don't know in New York State, I don't know if you have it in your state, but in our state, we have a thing called unfunded mandates. That means the state says, oh, you and your county, you must buy A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I. You must buy them, but we give you no money. So you are mandated to purchase these things and pay for them, and we won't give you money. So for many counties... 80 to 90% of their budget is already sucked up in whatever the state tells them to purchase and, and how to purchase it. And then they have to worry about the last 10%. So, of course, they're upset. They can't change the schools. They're fighting over $20,000 of a multi-million budget in certain small towns and such. My point was end unfunded mandates. Put a list of what the state believes you should do and then allow the county to copy it if it chooses to copy it. Allow other counties to change and shift that they want to, and we will learn and fix and repair from that. And if your money stays in your county, it doesn't have to go to Albany first, then come back. By default, you save money, and then you can make your own decisions. And if you're making your own decisions, you don't really care what New York City does because New York City is being New York City and you're being you. Well, one of the great things about when you say it like that and that idea 
is it kills corruption. Yes. Because when we're sending money over to Albany and we've seen Governor Cuomo, he has a very specific viewpoint and he doesn't care about anyone else's viewpoint. Correct. Which we've already addressed a little bit. And now he's sending us back our money. And I've seen this in the Southern Tier. Look at any of the economic zones that he's yes. put throughout the entire state. Absolutely. Which yes. I can't stand. Absolutely. Oh, look, you've got an economic zone. Look, we're giving you money. This is our money anyway. You <laughs> just correct. took it out of the community. Yes. You're giving it back partially yes. back to the community. And making us fight for it. And they di- and every single one of these things has failed. Yes. I have watched this. I have tracked this. And I have tracked in, in my community, mm-hmm. which is in the southern tier of New York, uh, the Broome County region, we've watched, I've watched what Pepsi and... Uh, uh, Coke mm-hmm. have left with the bottling. Mm-hmm. Pepsi yep. and Coke bottling left that region recently within the last three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they left. And then Cuomo was touting the fact that, well, we got 74 new jobs in. Well, no, those weren't 75, uh, 74 new jobs. There were 74 promises of mm, jobs right. for his economic zone development, yes. of which, and I have proven this, and I, I know I have the records for this. Of which most, uh, about half of those companies didn't, were already behind in the money Mm -hmm. in paying their rent and being able to sustain themselves. And two thirds of them don't exist anymore. Yes. And so we have a net loss with a promise that didn't get fulfilled. And this is all on taxpayer dime. Yes. And it's only helping him get reelected. This is why, you know, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez and I agreed on something. And that was not having Amazon come here to New York. And people thought, oh, Amazon should have come to New York. Oh, my God, all these jobs and all these things and all these wonderful things would happen here in New York City. Not for the money. Oh, my God. Not for that money. And but what I say is we're going to give them $3 billion over the course of X enough companies, mm. three years, four years, whatever the time period was, mm. in tax breaks and such. And when, when we asked our mayor, our, our awesome dear leader, de Blasio, <laughs> when we asked him, how how were you going to pay for the infrastructure around to support it? He said, we'll tax the local businesses. So we're going to tax local businesses and give the richest man in the world a massive tax break to come to New York City. And then people still said, but Larry, 25,000 jobs. I said, if I believed it, maybe. I don't even believe it. Uh, to your point, Michael, none of his schemes have worked. Zero. Ever. Not one Ever. Never. He's so like a what? perfect Richter he is. failure. He's a perfect failure rate. There's no yeah. question. So I would, in theory, maybe hear it perhaps if I believed it. It's never worked. Why would I think this? And here's the worst part. What would happen if Amazon came, um, the bribes that they gave came in, uh, the, the money people gave to Cuomo's campaign would, of course, be the, the what they give back in return. Right. And then instead of 25,000 jobs, they do 15,000 jobs or 10,000 jobs, whatever. Which right? would probably happen. Yes. Yeah, so Which maybe they do that. So now New York City and New York State say, you promised. What's our punishment on Amazon? Nothing. Because they'll, otherwise they'll say, we'll leave. Yes. So what will they do? Well, you owe us money. They'll say, you know, we owe you $3 billion. We'll write you a check for $30 million. Um, Have a nice day. And New York City goes, thank you, and walks away. Yeah. How do we know that? That's what happens every time. It's been consistent every yes. single time. And this is why we keep losing on each of these programs. And this is because we're not paying attention to what our leaders are doing. We're allowing them to get away with this. Cuomo should never have been getting away with this. We should never allow that. And I, but how, whether you're how do you, okay, how yeah. do you stop? See, my issue here is 
the we have a we have a zero sum game thought process, right? That well, don't you want investment, Michael? Why do you hate poor communities? No, don't you want no. investment? That's the mindset. No, and my no. point is, I do want investment, but I don't want it from the government. I don't want taxpayer-funded investment. I want actual investment. And I remember when we talked about how much, how this is going to be so awesome, how it's going to be so good to fix all these things and all this government investment in Utica. Remember Utica? Yeah, the, the, I remember the, well. Nano Center. The, oh, yes. As well as the center, the hospital, which yep. is up in Oneida County. Absolutely. Which is a question of St. Luke's versus the downtown hospital, mm-hmm. and I know this very Absolutely. well. Absolutely. And yes. of course, people said, oh my God, you have to put the hospital. It's a great investment. Mm-hmm. And I said, awesome, it's a great investment. If it's such a great investment, why do you require taxpayer money? If it's a wonderful investment, why aren't New York City bankers rushing up there with checkbooks open saying, oh, my God, I can't wait to give you money because literally these guys in New York City, their job is to find good investments. Well, me, so why wouldn't they rush up there and start writing checks? Well, let me give your your listeners a little bit of background on this Please so they know me. exactly what it is. Go ahead. So we have five people in government who decided that they wanted to have a hospital, mm-hmm. a new hospital in the Utica area, which is in Oneida County. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, which Central includes, New York, for those of you who don't know. Central right, New York. Central New York. Mm-hmm. And this is in the New York 22nd District. This was before Anthony Brindisi became congressman. Mm-hmm. It was back when he was an assemblyman. He was one of the five people, including Mayor Palmieri and... Uh, County executive. Oh, don't kill us in details. It's okay. Oh, I know them. I know. <laughs> I know you do. Well, you know me. I know you. I know the details. <laughs> so anyway, these five guys decide that they're going to put a hospital in, mm-hmm. and against all advice, they decide they're going to put it in downtown Utica. Yes, which makes no sense whether whatsoever because there's a hospital already there, St. Luke's, which they could do for cheaper to upgrade and make it better. And they're going to use eminent domain to take away all the property. Yes. To. Uh, over Massive 30 problem. businesses will go under. Including nonprofits. That's correct. If including nonprofits. nonprofits. Yes, that's two nonprofits. And it's gone from $300 million for the taxpayers to currently it's $600 million for the taxpayers, not including a parking garage, which is all taxpayer. There we go. And if this was such a great idea, if this was so wonderful, because they keep thinking that, well, everyone's going to go to restaurants and to mm-hmm. shopping because they have a hospital next door. I, you know, I've been to Montefiore. I've been to hospitals all over. I don't know anyone who says, hey, you know what? You're, when I had my leg broken mm-hmm. and I was in the bone uh, center down here in Manhattan, I didn't remember anyone who came to see me said, you know what? We'll be right back. We're going to go down to Bonton and <laughs> go and buy a couple of jeans. Absolutely. And we'll be back for yeah, you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. People are going to see you, but there's just amazing restaurants out here, so we're not going to go. Yeah, exactly. And why take away someone's property for that? There's the worst part. Which is, there's the worst part. no justification. Absolutely. This is, this is the problem when we have politicians in a single party who have total control, who have no accountability. Yes. And decide, well, we're just going to do it because we can. Yep. And the same problem with Amazon. I mean, really, if we really want to improve this state, and we really need to, then if we're going to use taxpayer funds, how about we give it to the businesses that already exist? Absolutely. If I have yes. to give taxpayer money to somebody, yep. I want to give it to an existing business that's been there for the last 20 years and let them expand and grow. Absolutely. Why am I going to take a risk on a new business that has no idea if it's going to work or not or something that some 
politician and his committee decided, oh, well, this sounds great for us 100%. in donations. Absolutely. Doesn't necessarily make sense for the community. And we're going to run with that until it fails. Well, let Why? me let me touch on the part that he brought up also. And this mm-hmm. is the idea of you know, New York City versus versus upstate. Mm-hmm. When it comes to voting, it isn't just New York City versus upstate. It's all of the cities versus most of rural, right? Most yes. of the cities upstate yes. are actually blue, right? They're not the same culture as New York City. New York City is a, very, is a separate monster. To different so. degrees. To different degrees, yeah. So Anyway, let me go on the call if I could. Um, I'm going to go to Indiana is where Tommy. we're going to go. Yeah. We're going to go to Indiana. Uh, it, oh, this is Tommy. Tommy is called in the past. I think, I think it's has. the same Tommy. I assume so. I uh, could be wrong. Okay. But uh, Tommy is going to talk about uh, cyber security. That's what he's going to talk about. Tommy, are you there? Yeah, Larry. I'm here, buddy. How are you, sir? Man, I am doing great down here in Indiana. It, uh, go, everything's going real good. Um, I'm actually glad I got through to talk to you. Yeah, but uh, you, um, you bring up – didn't you talk to me about cybersecurity like three weeks ago or something? Yeah, with Deborah. Yes, but, that's uh, right. Yes. Okay. okay. It's interesting that you titled the show Upstate versus Downstate mm-hmm. because if and, – and I wanted to ask Mike tonight. Yes. When you look at the merging of people getting elected to office and they're taking on the cybersecurity role – Mm-hmm. Is it vital, Mike, in your opinion, that the upstate and the downstate, regardless of what state you're in, that both sections, north and south, or upstate or downstate, <clears throat> are not only on the same page, but they're sharing intel with each other to make each other better? Okay, let me let me think of it. Let me rephrase that a little bit, because it's not upstate, downstate. It's not north-south. It's... The public, are they informed and are they properly informed? Which generally in almost every state I've seen, the answer is no. Most people, the majority of people, especially in New York, I mean, we have 40, we have between 38 and 42% of the people are actually going out and voting. And that's in an election year with the president. Mm-hmm. And it, without the president, it's even lower. <laughs> yes. Where we are normally somewhere between 42 and 50 in voting. And many states, uh, you're in Indiana, uh, uh, and you actually have a much better state. People actually show up and vote. But we're seeing in Democratic strongholds like California, New York, uh, a couple of others, Chicago, Illinois, people don't show up and vote. Mm-hmm. There's your problem. So it's not so much the rural versus the city. It's what do we really know about what's going on? How involved are people? Once you step away from that, because if you if you have people who are involved, the answer is, well, yeah, we're all going to work together to get the same goal. Because what helps New York City helps upstate. Like I said, let's reinvest in businesses that exist. Why am I giving money to Amazon? I could take that same money and we can give it to 30,000 businesses sure. and add sure. two to three uh, new employees in every single business. And guess what? Every community in New York State is going to benefit and from that use it. far more Absolutely. than just having Amazon have that yeah, money. Absolutely. So if I have to do that, I want to give it to the 30,000 businesses rather than one. Yeah. So th- that's what I see as the difference there. It, it, does that answer your question, Tommy? Yeah, actually it does, yeah. Mike. And it, it, it kind of gives me a, a, a different way to go about it. So, man, I appreciate you Tommy, taking hold the call, on. I, I, Tommy, hold on. I want to bring something up here. And, and – 
the idea of rural versus urban, or upstate versus downstate, wherever you are, if you're in you're right, in Illinois, your upstate is Chicago and your downstate is more rural, right? It's reversed <laughs> yeah. than in New York, right. right? But either way, the issue that I want is I always, to the best of my ability, I want diversity of thought with singularity of purpose. Whenever I can get that, I want that. If I can get diversity of thought with singularity of purpose, I have the best chance of actually gaining whatever goal I'm trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. So I do want everyone working together, but the question is how do you do that? There are two important issues. One, do we actually have a goal, right? Is there a goal or are we just going, we're afraid? And right now we're going, we're afraid. And when we say we're afraid, this is human nature. When people are afraid, they make bad decisions. One of those decisions is either they, they cry for a strong man or they cry for socialism because those are the things that seem to make sense when they're afraid. I want us to not be afraid. I mean, I'm glad you keep bringing up cybersecurity because in my view, that's one of the most pressing issues that we have more than you know bombs falling. I don't want bombs falling, but when bombs fall, that's bad, but we can rebuild that. But when our entire grid collapses... That's devastating, and people and more people will die from our grid collapsing than from a bomb falling. I just I, I disagree with you. Please Larry. tell me. I got to tell you why I disagree. Tell me. It, although I understand the concept, mm -hmm. and Tommy may disagree with me on this. Tell me if you do. What I think is the biggest problem is we're falling into the Venezuela trap. Okay. Okay. And when I say that is Second Amendment, mm -hmm. and you know I'm a massive Second Amendment advocate. As am I. And I, I know you are. Mm -hmm. Red flag laws. Um, the Safe Act of New York, mm -hmm. all of these regulations. We have, I don't know, in the last 30 years, we have roughly a, a hundred new regulations in New York State alone uh, that are there to punish people who are law-abiding citizens. And sure. we know for a fact, looking at the statistics, 99.9994% of all lawful gun owners, 160 million people in America owning 350 million guns, follow the law mm -hmm. but yet we're punishing them and the reason why we see this i believe the democratic socialists this movement towards socialism that tom perez dnc chairman has promoted is that if you take away people's ability to defend themselves from the government the government can then turn around and do whatever it wants and it, as in the case of venezuela over the last two years according to new york times 5,276 people have been killed when they said, well, you can't do that. And the government said, well, sure we can because you don't have a way to defend yourself. Cybersecurity is a big threat from outside the state. Yes. But I think the bigger threat is inside the state. And I think that takes its form in destroying the Second Amendment as we hear people trying to do. And again, calling for, as you said, oh, I want to be safe. I want to feel safe. I'm not sure we're disagreeing on this. Uh, well, we don't always disagree. I'm not sure we're disagreeing on this. I, I assumed, and tell me, tell me if I was wrong, I assumed you meant cybersecurity from an outside threat. That was my assumption. Mm. Was, was, I, was, was my assumption incorrect or was my assumption correct? Well, to be honest with you, you're both right. Because Look at um, that. We're both right. Look at that. The, the more and more research I do and the more and more I learn every day, and Larry, you said it before, learning is an everyday thing. Absolutely. If you're not learning, you're losing. Yep. Everything I'm learning right now is the internal threats 
are just as big, if not bigger, than the outside threat. No doubt that's And the true. one that's inside true. internal threat that we have going today for cybersecurity, and it doesn't matter whether it's a city, whether it's a county, whether it's a state, is ransomware. Mm, and yep, basically, Mike, Mike hit it right on yep. the head. If and, and I like the fact that he uses the Second Amendment, because if they take away our ability to defend ourselves and they don't inform the public about, hey, this is how we can do this to prevent this, Mm -hmm. they are literally going to fall victim to ransomware, and they're going to have to pay money they don't have. They're going to go into further debt, and it's only going to cause chaos. Mm, I like it. That's good. Tommy, that that. was not bad. Thank you for that, my brother. I appreciate it. Thank you, Tommy. Not a problem. You guys have a great night. Thanks for taking the call. You too. All right, good. No, that was great. I I, I think that internally i think both go to fear though right the core is still fear that is the core that is absolutely people are rushing for either the strongman dictator and or socialism by the way they both wind up equaling dictatorship by the way they they go the different ways but they get to the same Mm -hmm. spot because of fear when you have people who aren't afraid and how do you make someone not afraid generally speaking you focus them Right, you focus the person on a certain Inform thing to them. move forward. Inform them, but that can make them more scared. I don't think so. If you're just going, look at all the evil stuff out there. That's informing well, no, them. No, no, and now they're even more scared. Right. Okay. So you've got let to make sure you're focusing that. them. Let me qualify on the right that. thing. Go let ahead. Let me let me qualify that. So it's not just informing them about the isolated event you want to, because that's what they're doing right now. Absolutely. Here's the information. Aren't you terrified? And again, I go back to the Second Amendment because it's a very clear example of this. Oh, my God. Mass shootings are terrible. This is a problem. We have to do something about that. Except they leave out the fact that mass shootings have been happening since 1965. Mm -hmm. They leave out the fact that the average of mass shootings in the United States have been 20 per year every year with 100 people being killed every year. They leave out the fact that this is the lowest category of death in the United States, according to the CDC. They leave that out. So you're you're getting a fact, mm-hmm. but they're taking it out. And they take out things like, oh, we have to have red flag legislations, which I really, really hate. We got to talk about that. Absolutely. But yes, uh, because it has lots of ramifications am, that destroy liberty. You and you know that. Yes. But then they're telling people, OK, we have to have these mass shootings. We have to have red flag legislations. But they're leaving out the fact that, OK, look at Florida, which no, no, had its. You. And what was their recommendation? We're going to put armed resource uh, uh, resource officers in the schools to protect the kids in addition to some of the other things that they've done. And New York State's going, see, they went with red flags, so we have to have a red flag too. No, that's, that's not, not what they that's did. That's not at all. I, that's what, not yes, what they did. Absolutely. So it's, it's the quality of the information, and this falls back on voters. You have to say, be informed enough to go, well, wait a minute, that's not right. You're not giving me the full story. There's more information here. I mean, that's what I do with No Sound Bites Allowed. Yes. I'm going to drop a plug here. No, no Sound Bites Allowed. And that's one of the things I do is I look at the things that the major media is not talking about or the what I like to call the and then what. Well, I know you, you gave me time to speak many times on your on your uh, show, so thank you. Yes, so. oh, of course, and I, I always will. Thank you. So, uh, so let me grab the yeah. call if I can. Sure, um, I'm going to go to uh, Cleveland. We are all over this. The, I love the national today. I love that. I love that. We're going to head over to Cleveland and we're going to see if we can get Luke. And he wants to talk about how to get youth into libertarianism. That is an interesting one. So, that Luke, is. how are you? 
I'm good. How are you? What's going on? Talk to me, my friend. Uh, so I'm from the Freedom Society. We're a uh, student libertarian I, uh, ideology-based organization. Okay. At Congratulations. And uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. Um, we just uh, to get your opinion on um, like as what do both of you think? Uh, what do you see as a viable way to spread ideas about freedom and liberty government to young people who seemingly like they're increasingly in favor of, like leftist socialist ideologies? You know, it's it's funny. There's there's a couple ways I think that you deal with this. If you look at the average Republican or Democrat, y- young, most of them, what they actually want is something different. That's what they actually want is something different. Think about 2016. Think about how many people who supported Bernie and then when Bernie was out, they went to Trump. Th- that shouldn't in theory be true, but that absolutely happened. And it happened because Bernie, when it came to the left, was the outsider. Right? He, he was not the establishment Hillary was. Trump, when it came to the right, was also the outsider. He was not the establishment. So you found people who were Bernie bros who actually, when 2016 came, wound up when, after, he, after he lost the primary, went over to Trump, and they didn't really care if what the actual policies were. They wanted something different. So the first thing to think of is we've got to be something different. That's number one. If we're not different, the youth aren't going to go there. But the second piece, I was talking to a, a young lady, this is probably two weeks ago, upstate New York. Mm-hmm. Probably she's 18, 19 is my guess how old she was. And she said, you know, I don't know. She looked, she looked emo, right? Mm-hmm, then she looked mm-hmm. at that, 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 that style, what she, how she was dressed. And she said, you know, I don't know. I think maybe I'm a communist. I said, okay. I said, let me ask you, why do you think that? Well, I just think people should get this and people should get that. And I said, if I hear you right, what you mean is you really want things to be fair, right? And she went, yeah, that's what I want. I, I, want, I want things to be fair. I think the, re- the way we're able to touch the youth is by one, being different, and then two, talking about fairness and letting them know that the only way to fairness is not government. That's not the only way to get there, and they believe it's the only way to get there. Well, we, I would say this as well, and, and I just had, literally the last week, I was, at, uh, I was one of the speaker, featured speakers at the Binghamton University. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was doing a speech on, a couple, with a couple of other associates, uh, colleagues, on, on, on communism and socialism. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that I know about mm-hmm. because I've lived in Moscow. Sure. And one of the things that we need to do when we're addressing youth, people who are asking the question is, well, first, let me let you know, what are some of the questions you might want to ask to find out if you have a credible source? Like one of the things I always love to say, if someone's telling you socialism is the best answer ever, hmm? first thing you should ask them, have you ever lived in a socialist system? I have. I personally have lived a Even year and a half. it wasn't done the right way, Mike. Well, you know what? That's, it wasn't That's done the, the excuse. right way. That's the excuse. Come on. That's always the excuse. <laughs> of course it is. We yes. have a better way to do it. Of course you do. <laughs> yes. Except every time someone has said that, it's always wound up in the same failure every time. So, but you have to understand. Let's qualify the source. What you're saying, oh, socialism is great, great. Have you lived in a socialist nation? No. Oh, okay. Have you ever, what, you visited for a week, a day, three days? You went there like Jay-Z or Michael Moore with a multi-million dollar package to be able to be toured around? Let me qualify what we're getting. Yeah, but the answer they will always give you, though, every time is, mm-hmm. yeah, but see, 
capitalism has failed. It's not working here. People are poor. People are unhappy. Show me a success of socialism. Show me a success of socialism. What they the will, successes they, they are. They will say, they will t- you know this, Mike. They're going to tell you, yeah, but well, you know, we got to do something. This isn't working. Well, no, no, no. That's going to be their response. Because that's a stupid answer. When And I will say Generally this. Speaking, when you call people stupid, they don't agree with you. Well, they won't agree with me, but that's okay. They don't agree with me already. <laughs> yes. I'm a black Republican. <laughs> okay. So, uh, but the answer is, but we have to be honest with people. We have to be direct with them. And mm-hmm. sometimes that means we have to be harsh with them. And that means that we have to tell them, no, doing something doesn't mean you've done the right thing. Doing something is a panic reaction. That's true. It's an emotion. Sure. Yes. And we see a lot of emotion out there. Absolutely. You have to do, we must do something. Do, do, do. Go, go, go. Well, wait a minute. Where am I going? Am I running into the fire or am I running out of the fire? But I think people would rather run into the fire than just stand there. Well, which is why my point and my point to Luke was mm-hmm. I want to talk about the idea of fairness, but there's a, it's a third level to this. I don't need to win the argument. I don't need to win the debate. I don't even have to be right. Good leaders know you don't have to be right right now. Yeah, You can be right later. And mm-hmm. when I left that conversation with that, with that girl, did I make her libertarian? I wish I did, but I didn't. But she literally said, this her, words that her mouth is, oh, you know, no, I'm not a communist. That's a win. No, that is an absolute win. That's a win. I've made one step closer to the ideas of freedom, one step closer, and I'll take that. Hopefully over the course of time, she'll see us. She'll think about libertarians. And go, you know what? Maybe these guys aren't so bad. Luke, I, th- I think the answer is it's not one conversation. It's mm-hmm. dozens multiple. of conversations. Multiple conversations. Multiple conversations. Mm-hmm. And if you ever see me, one reason why I have this show is because I want to talk to people who aren't full libertarians, who lean a little bit here or there, and we can have some conversations, and we can share audiences. And I think it's it's a part of doing it. I want to get more people to look at the Libertarian Party and the Libertarian Liberty Movement and go, they aren't crazy. They're actually okay. Well, you know uh, what? They're okay. Yeah. Luke, does that make sense? Yeah, I think that's a great point, actually, because um, we have about 15 members of our club that uh, come and participate. We only have two people that consider themselves uh, libertarians, yep. so I think it's definitely a debate there. Well, there's an issue that happened right here in Queens. You'll know this. Mm-hmm. There was a, a, um, a woman who was running for DA of Queens. Her okay. name was, uh, or was, not anymore, Tiffany Caban. Okay. Yeah. Tiffany Caban is literally democratic socialist, Yeah. right, and proud, loves AOC, all about that, 100% about all that. All the way. However, she was running for DA, mm-hmm. and what she was going to control in, in, in when it came to criminal justice actually aligned pretty well with libertarian principles, right? Everything else she talked about didn't, but that did. I reached out to her, and I was like, God, do you want me to help out? Do you want me to help support you? You know, you're non-establishment. You're actually talking about getting rid of cash bail. You're talking about the things that I care about, criminal justice reform that libertarians care about. Yes, I was considering helping to support someone who was a member of the DSA because they could actually help us in that one issue. She wouldn't even respond to me. None of her team, nothing. She lost the um, primary by only a couple hundred votes. All she had to do was open up her, a little bit, a couple of hundred votes. It was a recount. She lost in a recount. All she had to do was go, you know what? Yeah, Larry, I'm in. Let, let us help out. I could have gotten her a couple of hundred votes in Queens and she'd be the DA tomorrow. Look, something I want to also mention to you, because this is something that's going on at Binghamton University, at Broome County, uh, uh, excuse me, SUNY Broome, a uh, full of the colleges in Southern Tier. Libertarians there, I speak with them on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And it's not because I'm a Republican trying to change their mind. 
Yes, you are. The answer, no, no. <laughs> yes, you are. No. It's fine. I still love you, if but they, I know if, you are. If they do, that's fantastic, <laughs> yes. but I'm not necessarily. Yes. The biggest thing I say to them is, let's have conversations. Let's yes. have open forums. Yes. Let's open up a forum. They'll invite me and they'll invite someone else. I'm like, bring the left, bring the blink plot progressive leaders of tomorrow bring antifa i don't care mm-hmm. let's sit down and let's have the conversation let you guys listen and have the opportunity to ask us questions about what we believe and then make your decision based on the information you're hearing and i've seen and i believe uh, and so far it has been successful for libertarians and republicans alike at the school that they're getting more information and they're yeah. they're getting more encouraged and I'm seeing more of them come in. I've done three events over at Binghamton University and the colleges out there and they're coming out in droves now because someone is talking to them, someone is answering yes. their questions, even when they don't agree. Them, getting angry, not just getting angry at them. No. Actually talking. No, it's I a agree. conversation. Yes. Even Absolutely. when they don't agree with me and I've had lots of people come afterwards and go, Mike, I don't agree with you at all. Okay. But that's, you're, but, that's you're, fine. but you're you're not a one word story. You're a human being. Yeah, and, absolutely. And we get to yes. and you you're not alone, Luke. Yeah. you are not yes. alone. Absolutely. Good, Luke. Did I answer your question? Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you, my friend. All right, I'm going to stick to the phones if you're okay with that. I'm perfect. All right, fine. we're gonna we're gonna go back to New York. We're gonna go back to New Uh-oh. York. We're talking about the 2020 LP, which sometimes Uh-oh. drives me crazy, but that's okay. I'm happy. I said I'll take every call. I'll take them all. We're going to grab Dan from New York. Dan, how are you? Hi, Larry. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Talk to me, my friend. So, Larry, Mike, this question is for the both of you. Um, we're about a year out from the 2020 election, mm-hmm. and I wanted to get your guys' opinion on who you think the Libertarians will nominate um for president going into next year. Well, um, I'm going to give you. Oh, I'm I'm going to go down a road which I think may make Mike go crazy, but I'm going to go anyway. I'm going to walk down this road. Number one, mm-hmm. um, I think the Democrats are really in trouble because they are not paying attention to the American public. Trump mm-hmm. should, in theory, not in practice, in theory, he should be losing badly. He should be. Mm-hmm. He's under attack mm-hmm. from impeachment, but he's not. It's simply not happening, and it should be. And I think most of this is the Democratic fault of they're not paying attention, they're not listening to the people, and they're and they're they're jumping on a base. They're not doing what Bill Clinton did very well. I'm not a Clinton fan. He completely screwed me over. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, he mm-hmm. was smart. Bill Clinton basically said, "I'm not worried about the left. They're going to vote for me anyway. I'm going to move to the center mm-hmm. right away. I'm going to move towards the right, even." And I'm going to get more votes. And the Democrats are going, we're going to triple down on on left as left as left <laughs> as left could be. And they're doing that. And I think they're alienating a lot of people. And I know that because I live in New York City. I know lots of Democrats. And many of them mm-hmm. say the same thing. They say things like, I don't know if I'm a Democrat anymore. I can't take these. They, these are Democrats who go, I can't take these liberals. Democrats say that, mm-hmm. right? They're supposed to be liberals. And they're the ones saying can these liberals. So I think that's a problem for them. The only person I think at the moment, I think there are two people who could beat Trump that have any chance of victory. Um, and I think uh, I think Biden can still beat Trump. I think he can. No. And I think Buttigieg can beat Trump. I think no. those are the only two. And I tell you, Mike's already oh, shaking no. his head. He's like, oh, you're God, crazy. No. I knew it would drive him crazy. No. Okay. I think those are the only two guys who can beat Trump. I think if they elect anybody else of those who could possibly win, 
I think Trump can still win this thing. But let me mm-hmm. be very clear on something. There is only one minor thing I put there. If Trump actually um, comes close to being removed in the Senate, then – I'm sorry, second. Oh, just go out to the right. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to yeah. come back to yeah. you on. Yes, I, on I know I'm going crazy. It's going to go because it, yeah. you're yes. way wrong. If if Trump comes close to getting removed in the Senate, I don't think he'll get removed. But if he comes close to being removed in the Senate, then there may be a chance that that some Republicans may think he's not Teflon Don anymore. So I think that might hurt Trump. So I'm thinking that's an issue on on both the the Democrats and Republicans. I know people that think I'm crazy when I say that, but that's what I believe. Um, when it comes yeah, to libertarians. I think the person who's probably going to get the nomination, if you look at what's happened in our past, it's probably someone mm-hmm. who isn't even running yet. That's, the, uh, that's mm-hmm. what's happened in the past. My gut tells me, and only because I look at the, the delegate class of the LP, and for those of you who don't know, there's a, a class of people who show up as delegates, right? Those people who can afford to pack up and, and, and take a couple of days off and hang out in Austin or wherever they're going to be and sit there and vote and do those types of things. And that class tends to want to do what is safe. That's what they tend to want to do. It's not a 100% rule, but they tend to. So my gut tells me there's going to be some um, Democrat or Republican who loses in the first couple of primaries and says, hey, Libertarian Party, that's a way to get on the ballot. And they'll come over and they'll promise money. And I think that the delegates, sadly, will probably vote for that person. I think that person may may actually win. Um, I I'm, I don't doubt if it's someone. I don't I don't doubt if it's going to be one of the Republicans who uh, lose against Trump in the uh, in the uh, New Hampshire primary or one of those primaries. I don't doubt if it'll be one of them, and then one of them loses in the primary against Trump in, in New Hampshire. Then decides they want to become a libertarian. They they join our party in March or whenever that is. They show up at the. Uh, they show up at the uh, a convention and then we vote them in. I mean, that I hate that being true, but I I could see that happening. Did I answer your question at least? Well, it it does, but as long as it's not Bill Weld, I'm I'm I think Bill Weld could do it. And and let me tell you what I believe Bill Weld's goal is. I think, and I don't know this, I haven't spoken to him, but I believe he wants to do very well against Trump in New Hampshire because it's an open primary. So if he can right. get independents and Democrats. To come and vote in the Republican primary, he can he can make a good showing against Trump, maybe get 20, 30 percent even. I mean, it's possible if he can do that by getting other people in. If he does that, that's his goal. If he achieves that, he can then drop out, come to Libertarians and say, look what I did against Trump in, in New Hampshire. I can easily get 5 percent for you guys. And Libertarians go, yay, and we bring him back. So I'm, I'm not – I hate to say it. I know some people are probably mad at me right now. I can imagine Facebook exploding right now. But I, I, that actually could happen. Well, let me jump into that. Please, because, go ahead. Yes. And I apologize, by the way. I, I've been traveling all day, five hours on buses. I and, dragged him from upstate New York. Um, thank you for coming. No, no. I, yes. I love it. <laughs> yes. But I apologize to you and to the listeners. Uh, had to jump out for a second. So, no, okay. I don't think there's – Budigate cannot win, nor can Biden. Mm-hmm. They have no chance. No chance. What are you talking they, about? They have no chance. They have no chance. They're, Biden's literally winning in the polls right now. No, he's not. And he's and he's no, he's not flubbing like there's no tomorrow, and he's still winning in polls. Uh, right, and so did Clinton. So let's throw that out the window because it's not realistic. <clears throat> Who are they asking, and how are they asking the question? Always an issue. Okay, agreed. And that's the polling. Always an issue. We know that, and they're trying to create an image that there's a problem, and they're looking at impeachment. Oh, 
why are they still looking at impeachment? Because they've been looking at impeachment for three and a half years now mm -hmm. before he even got elected. They actually it was April. Um, articles in Politico, April of 2016, before the election even happened. They were talking about Kim Trump being impeached. They've been on this road for forever. They have no cause. But the reality is the public likes Trump. He's real. And libertarians are real. You're real. Mm -hmm. You did very well in New York. You could do well nationally. People have talked about that because there is a certain reality there. What we've, we've seen is a disconnect between politicians who actually deal with real people talking mm -hmm. about real issues. Absolutely. The Democratic Party isn't talking about that. Well, no, Yang is. And, he just can't win. But Yang is. No, he is. And he's talking about, let me buy you really cheap. No, he's, he's the talking worst about real problems people he, are scared of. He's the worst mathematician I've ever heard of in my life. And he's talking about racism and he's making, <laughs> he's able to do it because I'm an Asian, so I know math. You know what? You or I say that. Guess what? They're going to lose their minds. True. But he I'm says black, it. I know math. Does that, does that uh, work? Know, I'm not sure. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> yes. The ultimate test of whether it's racist or not. So uh, let's throw him out because he has no idea what he's talking about. He can't do math. Let's really look at this. They're not offering anything except gender identity Lots politics. Lots of free stuff. No, they're offering so much free stuff. That's a trap. That's a yeah, trap. Yeah, but people like free stuff. People Come like, on. you know what? People love free stuff. Yeah. He's going to sit here and tell me people don't love free stuff. Of course they do. Like They like candy and they get diabetes. Y yes, you know what? in droves. doesn't mean that you're getting something for nothing. You're getting something and there's a consequence to it. What Trump is offering isn't that trap. He's saying, okay, you're not going to like what I have to say. I'm going to say it anyway. And when I, I don't see Bill Weld coming out and saying, hey, I've got something that's even better. I'm going to give you even more truth, and you're going to like it even more. You know, I don't but see what, that. What Bill Weld does, or whomever, I'm, I'm using Bill Weld because well, he we're using Bill him. Well. He's, he's right. popular. Whomever that yeah. person might be, the Republican, he's just going to be the, I'm not Trump, and so the the part of the party that doesn't like Trump, give me that percentage, whatever that percentage is. Yeah, but they're out there already, and yeah, they're getting hold nothing. Hold on, but they okay. haven't. But anybody, and they're saying, hey, if you're a Democrat and hate Trump, come vote for me to to get you know to punch Trump in the gut. There's enough Democrats who hate Trump who would do that. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that. Look, we all know that in the Republican base, Trump's popular. That's true. Yeah, but there are a lot of Democrats who would would absolutely abandon their own primary and to vote against Trump. That would happen. The question is how many. Well, are you going to keep these people? Are they really? And I don't know that they're open minded enough to stay with it. I'm not against. Again, I'll say this, and I've said this a little bit before, but I say it again. I'm not against libertarians growing. I think it's good for Republicans. I think it's good for America. I think a third party works because it makes everyone honest it makes people true. work harder yep, to absolutely. do the best job i have no problem <clears throat> with that so i want libertarians to do that how many hours have i spent with you promoting you absolutely. and making sure you have a voice out there absolutely because true. i think it's better for everyone at the end of the day so so then make a make a call you think trump's obviously gonna be the nominee you believe obviously for republicans hands right? down how about for democrats Democrats yeah. right now. Well, I've uh, actually I'm sticking by my pr prediction that I made in October of 2018, which was it's going to be Elizabeth Warren and Kamala Harris because they're going to go with all women with a woman of color mm -hmm. to go against President mm -hmm. Trump because he's a misogynist and evil. That's their 
that's their selling point. If, He's an evil misogynist. If that's true, Trump's definitely going to win. There's no yes. way that Warren could be Trump. Exactly. No way. Kamal Harris either. Yes. There's no way they could be Trump. But that's all they're going for. Yeah. Pete Buttigieg has nothing to go for. What is he? He's a mayor who's gay. That's his only thing. No, what, he's a actually, veteran, which is nice. He's an executive. You know, it's That's small. not what they're putting no, 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 out no, no. there. He is the opposite, but they'll change. I'm that telling you, not. if Buttigieg wins this thing, he's not going to win. Tr- I, I think you're right. I don't think he's going to win. But I'm saying he's if, at Buttigieg, 3%. if Buttigieg, could, no, he's not. No, no. He's he's now in, a, he's in double digits now. 3.6%. He's in double digits now when it, in, in his own primary. Yeah, he is. Buddhist is now in double digits. Real clear politics, yes. national polling, go average, 3.6%. Screw Iowa. Doesn't Iowa's matter. the first one. Screw it You can't matter. score. Come on. No, no. If what we're he, looking at is the if national. If he wins Iowa, he won't win he's Iowa. got a shot. He's not going to win Iowa. Yet, what's, that's what you're saying. I don't know. All I'm saying is Buddhist, they will spin him. He's got a shot. You know why? Because Buddhist can act like the outsider that Trump is. He can act that way. Got, arrest them all. They're he's all, not, they're all establishment. He, Yang can act that way. Gabbard can act that way. And Buttigieg can act that okay, way. Look, the rest can't. Let's let's be honest. Okay, they started with twenty people who really don't were not in there. There's, this field has always been six Democrats, and that's all it's ever mm-hmm. been. And it's whittled down already from that. What they've been doing is looking at target groups because they believe in micro categorization. Yes. That you are, oh, you're black? Well, we have a black candidate yes. for you. You're gay? We have a gay candidate for you. Yep. You're a woman? We have a couple of women candidates for you, 100%. whether you're gay, straight, or a uh, person of color. Mm-hmm. This is what they're looking for to raise the money so that they can I come after Trump. I completely agree. Okay. And it's not necessarily a bad plan. I'm not saying it's a bad plan, With, but this is a plan. Without that plan, Trump wins for sure. With that plan, if it works... They can beat Trump if it works. But they don't have anyone who's got anything besides just being that category. And that's the problem. They're looking at people as categories. You and I, and we've had this conversation, they're looking at you and me. We don't count yeah, as we individuals. Don't count no. We're black, straight men. That's period. correct. Stop. And we're old. That's correct. Yep. Done. Yep. You know, it, we have to vote for Biden. So we have to. <laughs> we we have it. no we choice. Have to. You that's know? how it works. Yes. And, and they it. can't see anything beyond that. So when they see... Oh well, it's going to be two women against Trump because it's he's a misogynist according to them, and that women, of course, are better than men, and a woman of color on the ticket is better than just a man. Pete Buttigieg can't get in there, and Joe Biden, uh, Mister Gaff Machine, who is like the worst thing Come ever. On, Trump is a gaff machine there. too. Come on now, yeah. they're both gaff machines. in different ways. They're both gaff machines. Come in on, in different now. ways. Yes, and I so. want to take Twitter away from. <laughs> From uh, Trump, <laughs> you're not the you're, so you're badly. not the only Republican from day that. one. Yes, um, day. I, I don't know. Did we did we go out of out of the way, Dan? Did, did I answer your question at least or no? I, I mean, in a sense, yes. But there's there's a lot of talk also that um, Hillary might get back in the 2020. No, not that's gonna not happen. gonna happen. Nope, nope. not gonna happen. Nope. nope, nope, not gonna happen. Nope. Why not? She's done. She's finished. No, she's finished. No, she's writing books now. She's toast. She's writing books. She's no, no. She's finished. She's not. She's gonna still try to have power. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. she's still gonna try right. to have influence. I think that's true. That's why she did that. She did a brilliant attack on Tulsi Gabbard, which wasn't an attack on right. Tulsi Gabbard. It was actually an attack on us mm-hmm. because she talked about well that they're setting up for a third party spoiler. That was an attack right. on the Libertarian Party. It was brilliantly done by Hillary mm-hmm. Clinton. I, I hate it, but I can still recognize it was a brain attack, yes. even though I can't stand it. It wasn't actually it wasn't actually focused on Tulsi because she didn't care about Tulsi. It was focused on any right. third party because Democrats are, look. If you're a Republican, you think Democrats are dumb. If you're a Democrat, you think Republicans are dumb. Neither is dumb. Right. The reality is Democrats are trying their best 
to make sure everything lines up so they can beat Trump and a third party gets in their way. Mm-hmm. So they got to try to get rid of them also. That's what they're trying to achieve. And I get it. If I was Democrat, I'd be thinking the same way, right? I, I get you what they're to. trying to do. You have to, according you, to the politics. You'd yeah. have to. I, I get that completely. So, but I guess to answer your original question, I'm not necessarily happy about someone jumping into the Libertarian Party in the last minute. I just, to be mm-hmm. full with you, that's what's happened in the past. I think it may happen mm-hmm. again. They need to be out there now. They got to be out there two weeks after November elections. The, the problem is, I think real. most people who are who I think most people believe Libertarian Party is going to get hammered in twenty twenty. Yes, and because of that, many of them aren't running seriously. They just want to no, try to get five percent or something like that, which is the wrong way to run. Yeah, and they got, you got to run with the intent to win. Correct. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Mike, 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 Larry, is it because that the Libertarian Party, are we not ambitious enough to succeed or is it just the bare minimum that we... No, no, I think we are. I th- The problem is to be forward with you. And this is a thing that Democrats Republicans don't have the same issues we have. We have several issues that slow us down. Number one, we have a severe lack of talent. We simply mm-hmm. don't have enough heavy hitters out there who could take on this task and make it happen. Right? Could someone like mm-hmm. me do it? Not after a gubernatorial run, I can't. But there shouldn't just be mm-hmm. me. There should be five, six, ten of me. So that when I do the gubernatorial right. run and I get burned out, here comes Jane Doe and she does her presidential run. And then here comes Phil Smith and he does his next congressional run. Mm-hmm. But we don't have that deep bench of people who can do that. We also don't have the donor uh, bases at also. Mm-hmm. This takes True. tons of money. You know, there, there was someone I know who talked about, you know, how could someone in a third party actually win 270 votes? And someone came up with this idea that it's possible, but they'd have to raise over $2 billion and run two years out. That's the that only way they could do it. Yeah. And that isn't a guarantee. That's – it's maybe. No, but that makes sense. Yes, According I, to the math, yes. Correct. That works. And, and there's – and the, no third party, not all the third parties combined have a $2 billion donor base. We, no. just, we, we don't have mm-hmm. it. So I think we look at that and it, it just – we also don't have the infrastructure, Right. No, it's another issue. Infrastructure to get out there and make and and you know to knock on doors in Iowa and and every place. I mean, we don't mailers have mailers that have to go out. Mailers you know, that have to go out. So news releases. It is so an forth. ambition. I mean, I tried to become governor of New York. That's ambitious, right? Yes. Right. So we have ambition. I think we're lacking infrastructure, donors, and talent. Mm-hmm. And I think if we can draw more of that in the next couple of years, we've got a shot at making this happen. Did that make sense? It, it does. It's one of the reasons why – I'm sorry. It's one of the reasons why you will see me support candidates who aren't very libertarian in certain ways because I'm trying to make it an open party to have more talent come in so that people who are more libertarian can see how to run, can learn how to run, can actually begin to build that infrastructure, who can jump on someone's campaign and learn. So I'm trying to build my farm team. Once your once your party, the libertarians, Lit. gains that experience and gains that mm-hmm. capability, because mm-hmm. that's and I agree with you. That's those are the three areas you're weak in. Absolutely. And if the party, if your party gains that, then you become highly competitive. Absolutely. And money falls into your lap 100%. at that point. Absolutely, it does. Yes, and that's just so. political fact. Yeah. Which so, is why they don't want you to get that. Correct. Yes, absolutely. So did that did that now answer your question? Yeah, I guess. I awesome. guess I'm still uh you know looking for uh you know 
I would like an oh, awesome answer too. I would too. I, I don't know if we're going to get it, but it's I, too early yet. I hope so. We'll see. Thanks yeah. for the call, my friend. I appreciate it. All right, take care, Larry. Awesome. All right, I want to. Uh, I want to move to. Uh, we're talking about the national debt. A little bit off, <laughs> but this one at least we can beat Trump up on too. So that'll make you angry because <laughs> we can beat up Trump on this one. So we'll go towards the national debt. We have Pete. Pete, how are you? Good. How are you doing? What's going on, my friend? Uh, not much. I was calling to uh, actually talk to to ask Mike a question about uh, sure. You know why the the Republican Party knew we beat you up um, on this one. As far as the Senate and Congress are are only really conservative when there's a Democrat in office, mm-hmm. and uh, we saw Trump in office, and the debt just continues to climb. And other than a few uh, congressmen and senators like Amash. And Paul, um, uh-huh. most of them don't even seem to care about the national debt anymore. Yep. Agreed. Well, let's let's address this properly. Uh, yes. Is it any party, when they're in power, do they care less about the debt than when the other guys are? Absolutely true. Uh, do Republicans still care about the debt while they're in power or out of power? Yes, they do. No, stop. Wait, come on. Wait, 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 wait. No, they, I know you want to pick on this. But I let's do. actually really think about this. I do. Because what we're seeing is the growth. And mind you, too much spending by Congress altogether. Yep. I'm not going to deny that. Yep. Congress spends too much money. Congress spends less money under Republicans than it does under Democrats. We slow down the debt under Republicans than under Democrats. I'm not sure that's we, true. That is actually true. And if you actually look at the numbers, look at the numbers over President Obama uh, actually doubled the national debt. He added $10, million, $10 trillion to the national debt. Under President Trump, mm-hmm. we've had a much slower growth of the debt. And the biggest thing that's been increasing the debt at this moment at $23 trillion, where when Obama came out, we were at 21.6. We're at 23.2, I believe, at this moment. Um, and I may be slightly off on that. I apologize if I am. Why is that growth slowed down? It's because while we're still spending, we're spending at a slower rate. The biggest thing that's actually affecting the debt right now was the increase of the interest rates. And actually, that's something that a lot of people don't pay attention to. Wait, yes, you're saying the Federal Reserve had something to do with the debt. I'm telling you that the Federal Reserve, under Republicans, increases tax rates, uh, the the exchange rate, more under Republicans, and it increases more under Republicans than it does under Democrats. Democrats benefit from lower interest rates, which slows down the accumulation of the debt. So, are Republicans actually being better with the economy than Democrats are? Yes. Is it good? No. Yeah. Could it be way better? Absolutely. Yeah, look, and I want a smaller I know, government. I know you jumped around on that one because you want to protect your boys. I got it. But I got to tell you, he's 100% right. Democrats, Republicans both explode the debt. I didn't say they didn't. I <laughs> okay, said, who's right, doing yes. it faster than the other? And I agree. We need to cut that. We need to cut government spending. Absolutely agree with that. And when someone's in power, what's the biggest thing that they spend money on? Pork barrel spending. Of course. Because they want to get reelected. Or, and they, pro- or they want their wall if they're uh, Trump, or they want Obamacare if they're well, Obama. I, I like the war. I like the wall. I don't like Obamacare. But it doesn't for a lot matter. It's reasons. still tons of debt. Well, not exactly. Uh, see, but, he's but, exactly right. It's your wall, so you're okay with it. 
Right, but if no, because Democrat says it's healthcare, no, because it's no, because there's long-term repercussions. What we're talking about with Obamacare is actually removing people's freedom of choice, and we're giving and a wall isn't. Well, the wall doesn't create the opportunity for the government to say we tell you you must do something if the government can tell you you can do you must do one thing it can tell you you must do everything I, there is I, a I, big I, difference i think there. there's some dodge in there are you with me or no you still there oh yeah yeah i'm still here i mean i totally agree it's just uh you know i would in theory i would like to be a republican but they're not conservative That's... they say they're conservative but they're not conservative they just want to spend the tax dollar on something else just like you said, the military, yeah. uh, foreign wars, uh, endless wars, um, the, the wall that wouldn't do anything. That um, does a lot. I mean, a, a big wall will just get a bigger ladder. I, just, I, mean, <laughs> I like that. Uh, Pete, getting some. Well, you know, I, I can understand part of your complaint there. And like I said, we do need to slow down and stop. We need to shrink the size of government. I agree. And I think pork barrel spending is a big problem with 100%. that. And I think the answer to that for both parties, for any party, is let's put in term limits. Let's I agree. Limit everyone to, I, I believe, three terms for Congress, two terms for the Senate, and you can't run again. No, no, I agree. There's no doubt that, there, that the, there's far more corruption in the Congress than there is at the executive branch. Absolutely, no 100%. And I think that's yes. the biggest problem with that. And if you were to remove that, we would be able to have more influence in cutting the spending of the government because they're spending like drunk sailors. Actually, drunk sailors are more conservative. Yeah, because they actually spending. run out of money. They don't have to yeah, exactly. run out of money. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yes, so it's, it, it, it's something that uh, you're right, Pete. They spend way too much. I agree with you completely as a Republican, a conservative Republican. I have great issue with it as well. Working on it. There we go. Working on it. Pete, was that okay? Well, why I mean, why is Trump why is Trump signing these huge spending bills? Some of these are record spending bills. And he, he's he's signing them and saying that's uh the greatest thing ever. There's always spending bills that are great ideas and they're always records and every president's done that for the last uh fifty years. Since yeah. we started going uh, into debt, so this it, is the piece I agree. I, I don't. This isn't a Republican problem. No, this is a presidential power problem. This yes. is a congressional but, problem. I just don't think. That my the, thing is. Go ahead. My thing is the Democrats. The Democrats will at least be honest, and they'll tell you they're going to tax the hell out of you. That's they're a valid point. Your money. No, they're not the honest Republicans, about that. They, 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 can, they say they're conservative, and they're really not. No, no, Bernie's right up. Bernie's like, I don't want billionaires to exist. Bernie's like, I, I want to tax 90%. Bernie's 100%. He's right up right there. He's 100% up there. Bernie's not playing the games. Bernie's Bernie literally, Bernie literally said, I don't want any billionaires. He's happy to tax you till you're not rich. He is. He's all about that. As he, he remains said, rich. Mid, he, yes, and he literally said middle class people are gonna get pay more taxes. He, he has he's said that, that, and he's he's reworded it many times. And you know what? I don't really take a whole lot from Bernie, very honestly uh, or seriously, when he's a millionaire who has donated. I've donated more to the IRS than Bernie has in his entire life. There we go. So That's I don't good. take him too much. Right. Uh, Pete, thank you for that call. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Awesome. Um, you know what? Let's go over to Long Island. 
this is an issue that I think both of us will probably agree upon on this one. I'm not sure, but I think we might okay. on this one. Um, we're going to talk about vaping. We're going to talk about vaping. Yeah, I'm wondering what he means by what he's saying. There. Uh, we'll find out. Let, let us know. Matthew, you there? Yes, I am. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing great. Talk to me about Vapor's Vote. So, uh, I just finished watching uh, President Trump's uh, speech in, in Kentucky. Okay. Along with about uh, probably close to 5,000 of uh, my good friends and colleagues in the vapor industry. And we completely flooded and owned the comment section of the live feed with points like, we vape, we vote. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. One thing that I'm noticing a lot of politicians are not paying attention to is the fact that there are 13 million vapors estimated, I've seen reports of higher, in the United States of America, and many of them are single-issue voters. Mm, it's a very valid point. And I have yet to see a politician, uh, besides yourself really, who have actually taken that into consideration. I mean, we're looking at a presidency right now that's based off of the Republican beliefs of, you know, less regulation, pro-small business, um, in theory, freedom, you know, so forth and so forth. Yet we have the president right now talking about doing a flavor ban, but only allowing menthol and tobacco. Yes. New York's been very proactive about that. So has Michigan. Uh, I do know there's about 10.6 million that was estimated. It could be as high as 13 now. Last data I saw was 10.6 million. And I know vaping's been around since 2003. It's been 18, almost 18 years that it's been existing. The problem isn't vaping. I know there's the big scare, and it goes back to scare tactics. Absolutely, yes. Oh, oh my God. There's so many people who are dying. Women, that's the lowest category of people dying in the nation Mm -hmm. from any cause of any category. Right. And it's because of added on products, mostly THC and cyanide uh, being added in that's caused these deaths and almost always older individuals who already have pre-existing health conditions. So I, I do feel for the vapors out there. I do know the data on it. I have looked at the CDC records so far. What I'm concerned about is the issue isn't so much vaping. Okay. Tell me what the issue is. Freedom. Choice. Information. It That's back what to, I've been saying. It goes back to the same things yes. we've been talking about. I don't even vape. Yeah. I want them to, you know what? Vape if you want to vape. I don't care. Absolutely. I, yes. I absolutely but, don't care. But how in the world? And this is, and this is Get it, rid it, of the fear. But this goes back to the same thing, right? I find, I, I find exactly what Matthew's talking about. The idea that, in theory, the Democrat Party is supposed to be about the little guy. They're supposed to be. That's what they say. And they're clearly not. But they're no. supposed to be. That's, what they, that's, that's the rhetoric they give us. Yes. And they're not. But the Republicans give rhetoric, too, about freedom mm-hmm. and about choice yes. and about small business. With limits. A whole lot of limits. I mean, if you uh, – and this is my – if I don't believe – that vaping is anywhere near as dangerous as they say it is. But let's say I'm wrong. Let's say I'm wrong and it is. Let's say I'm wrong and it's, okay. it's dangerous. So then why don't you then just regulate like cigarettes or regulate like alcohol or whatever is the thing you're going to do because you think but it's they so already do. bad. No, no. They're banning flavors. And this is where I think they've gone they're too far. They're banning things, right? And they're saying if it's tobacco, it's fine because you know what works well? Cigarettes. I mean – 
the, the insanity of that drives me crazy. But not just that. They're doing it without even asking the industry. They're just basically destroying an industry. They're destroying an industry. And when Democrats will say they care about the little guy, and if you know the vaping industry, it's all about the little guy. Well, wait a minute. And Republicans say small business, and it's all about small business. Wait a minute. Where's been the focus on this? Where have we seen the real bans coming from? New York State, Governor Cuomo, single-party government. We're seeing it in Michigan and California. Trump's talking about it. He's kind of talking about it. Where is it actually happening? Where is it actually happening? And that's in the Democratic stronghold. No, but when Trump talks about it, the second he brings it up, now that gives credibility to it to a lot of people who are thinking, wait a minute, should we care about this or not? No, credibility came when the governor of New York stepped on all of the people of New York and not said unilaterally. Yes, he did. I mean, not outside the state. I'm sorry, not outside the state. In New York State, yes, but not not outside of New York State. New York State is looked at as a leadership. We're the testing ground for most of the, the liberal policies out there. You are right. And they're using us as, oh, look, New York did it, so we should do it too. This Almost every single liberal issue out there. It's either California or New York. Yep. We battle with California to say, we're the most liberal. Let's go more progressive. Yes. We did it first. And they follow our lead on almost every single issue. So when President Trump is reacting, who is he's a president, he has to keep his uh, approval ratings up to be effective. He still needs to be able to reach out to the public on both sides, and he needs something that's going to keep him going. Trump doesn't reach on both sides. He, he doesn't, but he needs to try, the, the, and he does the, try every so often. The second he's not term successful. of Obama is when that actually died, right? Prior first to term. the second term of Obama. First term. No, no, no. First term, he was still talking. He was still talking. He's going to be uniter. He was still talking he that stuff first to- term. Uh, no, yes, he was. And at the same time, he was also saying things like... That's you correct, know but he stopped talking second term. Is my point. That's when it officially died. First term, he was still talking. I'm going to bring them together. I'm going to unite. He was still talking that trash first term. Okay, second term, he, he just... He, he forgot, dropped, he dropped, he dropped totally. the second half of his story. There. That's correct. Yes. He just dropped it second term, and then Trump never even picked it up. Obama ended it, and Trump didn't even bother picking it up. I'll give you that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, left yeah, yeah right. that's true. Prior that's true. to the second term of Obama, every president at least talked about across the aisle. Whether they did yeah. or not, they all talked about it. All of them did. True. Bush, Obama, I'm, I'm sorry, Bush, Clinton, Reagan, they all talked Keep about it. Keep going back, yeah. They all did. Yeah. Second term of Obama, he's like, nope, I'm Democrat. How would you Republicans? And then Trump was like, how would you Democrats? I'm Republican. He just kept it. Yeah, and that's the so, new trend going forward. 100%. I, I agree with you. We have we have a big issue, and it comes back to you know what this really comes back to. Uh, quite honestly, it's not about Trump. It's not about Governor Cuomo. It's not about California, Michigan. It, it's not. It comes back to none of them have the power. We have the power. Tenth Amendment. Tenth Amendment. The only time they have power is when we give it to them, and when we don't vote, which is again my big issue, especially I tomorrow agree. being election day. Yes, it and is. New York State's going to come, and we're going to be about thirty nine, forty percent. If we're lucky, we're, we're going to be about forty ninth, forty eighth in the nation in yep. voting, and people are going to say, "Well, gee, we can't do anything." You didn't vote. Mm-hmm. This is the bigger problem because they can say anything they want. If we don't give them the power by not voting, then it doesn't matter. So let me ask you then. Let me ask you. Me. Okay. You. This okay. is you, not not Trump. Well, we had someone on the call. Yeah, so. let's make sure. Okay. Do you think we should be, you said with limits, mm-hmm. do you think we should be banning vaping, banning flavors? Do you think it's the right answer? No, I think they're way ahead of the curve on that. That was It was unnecessary. It wasn't big enough of an issue 
to justify that kind of wholesale destruction of freedom and liberty. I completely agree. And the question I always ask is very simply, please, can you tell me which stores in New York State sold those um, those products that killed those kids? None of them. None. None exactly. Of them. It so was we added are, on. We are literally punishing the people who did the right thing mm-hmm. and rewarding the black market which were the killers. Yes. The black market is what killed those kids. Yep. We are now rewarding the black market and punishing store owners who did the right thing. And they weren't kids. There's the other part of it. Oh, thing. yes, right. Some we, weren't kids. They some weren't kids. Yes. There yep. was two kids. Yeah, some were not all. And yes. almost everyone else was 30 or older. Right. And most of them were 50 or older, according to the CDC. So, again, the media is molding an image that we're all accepting because most people haven't followed it. And I, quite honestly, until I started following it, I didn't even know that. It's not accurate. It's not a crisis. It's not an epidemic. It's all third party add-ons, which include cyanide, which include THC. And there's your real problem. The ban is is not a problem. The the ban is not an answer. It's the worst answer possible. Matthew, did we answer your question at least? I think we lost Matthew. Might have lost him. That's okay. Okay. I, I hope he understood that. Um, without question, he's correct. There are a lot of voters, mm-hmm. and if Trump screws up, he loses. He's going to lose that chunk of voters, whatever that is, and that chunk might be enough because a lot of the people who I've met in the in the actual um, vaping industry, they join the industry or, or enter the industry because of a passion of fixing themselves in some way. Mm-hmm. And many of them, Matthew's right. Many of them are single issue voters. Right, they care that in their in their view, vaping saved their life. But they have to go out, and, and I say this for any single issue or multiple issues. You have to go out and vote. Yep. If you're not voting, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, I have an old saying. They're voting. I have an old saying. You know why people think that they've been sold this idea that their vote doesn't count, and the people who are selling it are the people who are voting, <laughs> yes. and and it's really great. It's a real simple system. If you have 10 voters, mm-hmm. 7 out of 10 aren't voting, you don't matter. That, you yep. don't have a voice because you didn't vote, so Correct. you're gone. So there's three people who actually matter. One is donating $5,000, $10,000 through the, whatever the packs and so forth. You got another one who's donating $200, and you got someone who's not donating anything. What order do you think that the politician's <laughs> going to pay attention <laughs> to? Absolutely. You know what? If you had 7 out of 10 people voting, entirely different I agree. Scenario. So you got to get out and vote. And tomorrow right. is election it is day. Get guys. out and voting. All right. Let me, uh, I'll, I'll stay on the phones if I can. I'm going to go to the Bronx, right? Where you oh, yeah. are from. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, uh, and actually, this is closer to me than you. Oh, that's, yes, it is. Co-op. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm, I'm down south. We're going to head over to uh, Dion in the Bronx. Dion, how are you? Great. What's going on, my friend? Uh, I'm okay. Uh, who is this? I'm sorry. This is Larry. You are on the air with Larry and Mike. Hi, Larry. This is Dion from the Bronx. It's good to see good, positive brothers like yourself. Thank um, you. I'm over here. I hope you guys start the Bronx LP. I'm a Democrat on paper, and I love what you guys are doing. Oh, thank okay. you. I appreciate right. that. They uh, gave me one word to use for you guys, and I said co-ops. Ah, I okay. That, I, <laughs> I said that because I keep trying to tell you guys down here in the city that you got to use the same strategy with the Democrats that the Socialists, the Progressives do, and the Workers' Family Party do here in New York, which is you have to leech off them if that 
and make sure your agenda is merged to their agenda, and that way you build your base of support that way. I think that's the only way to hurt these guys and actually change the narrative and pull it more. Give center. me an example of what you're talking about, Dion. Give me an example. All right. The Workers' Family Party, for example, they latched on to the Democratic Party to get control, right, and then influence all progressives that way. But seeing as though they wanted to keep their party line, they had to realign themselves with Cuomo at the end. Because, you know, Cynthia Nixon, that whole right. situation. I remember that. Uh, yep. With you. So I think to make the Libertarian Party a force, like the conservative party, the conservative party is a force of Republicans, you guys should use the similar strategy, you know? Well, I I'm disagree not sure the Repu- Yeah, I'm not sure the conservative party in New York State is actually very powerful right now. They didn't, they didn't put up a candidate for uh, the uh, governor. They didn't even force a primary. Um, with a conservative candidate. They had a conservative candidate. For those of you who don't know, DeFrancisco uh, was a conservative candidate, um, and the Republicans kind of pushed him out, didn't even give him a chance to to go to the primary. Um, I'm not sure the conservative party actually is very powerful in New York State. And the second thing is, if if Working Families Party is going to go away if Cuomo has his way and he gets rid of Fusion. If Fusion goes away, and they right. then raise the, uh, the, the number to... Um, be a real party to be a quarter of a million dollars. There's only going to be, I'm sorry, yeah, 250,000 votes. I'm sorry. There's only going to be three or four parties in the state. It's going to be Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, and maybe the Greens. Every other party's gone. There's no way that working families is going to actually run a gubernatorial candidate, raise money for that that person, and get them to get a quarter of a million votes. Well, let me mention for a moment, that the Conservative Party is actually in a big tr- uh, transition. Yes. As you know, Mike Long, right. who was a long-term head of the uh, Conservative Party, who I've met, nice guy, he stepped out. They're under a transition into a new leadership, so yeah. who because knows? because of me. You're welcome. The, well. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I like Mike. Yes. I like wow. Mike. And I, I've spoken to Mike. He's a Marine, too. Mm-hmm. And we've had great conversations. I've had great conversations with him as well. So uh, I want to give them a little leeway on that. But also, I don't see, and I can tell you, upstate, we're not seeing the Working Families Party, yeah, which true. is quite honestly citizen action, which in my area and so in the southern tier, they've been completely co-opted by progressive leaders of mm. tomorrow and TIFA yes, right? and Black Lives Matter. And right now we're watching, uh, as a matter of fact, what's just happening right now. I've got a candidate who's running for city council, Mr. Dan Livingston, who is under ethics investigation that he voted for himself to be investigated. There is a videotape of him actually saying he, in fact, violated ethics, possibly also misuse of public funds. Uh, And he says that on tape, his own tape. And he's the progressive working families candidate and the Democrats don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not working together. It's co-opting. And that's the problem with what you're mentioning there is that we're seeing very often when you try and use that dovetailing effect, mm-hmm. one or the other party almost always winds up being co-opted yeah. into the other. Yeah. So it's a right. very limited process. And it, if it's going to happen, it has to be short term. I think yeah. you and I, Larry, were talking about it and I, when we were talking about the New York 22nd race. Yeah. I think I said it very directly to you, and I'm more than happy to say it publicly, that, you know what, the Libertarian Party needs to have a New York 22nd candidate for themselves yep. and push them out there. Mind you, I'm a Republican. I already 
have a choice of candidate who right. I strongly support uh, and I believe in it. But I want to see it would be better for my, uh, you know, I everyone yeah. to have a libertarian who's a libertarian Dion, out there. Here is the problem that we often find, and this is what I found when I was running. And it's a problem that I still find to this day, but not as much. I tried very hard to reach out to both the left and the right. Mm-hmm. I did. In New York State, because New York State's a, a blue state, the left ignored me. Literally ignored me, would not talk to me. Still to this day, many people on the left don't, but I get money more now than that I'm not running. Um, if you've noticed, I've had Democrats on my show last week. I've had the Green Party guy on my mm-hmm, show. Mm-hmm. I have Democrats on my show now, but when I was running, most people on the left, working families, Democrats, literally would not talk to me. My team tried to put events with them together, talk to them, and it made my campaign look further right than it actually was because the right did talk to me. Why? Because the right in New York State is being oppressed. So we, the, the libertarians become the we'll leave you alone party. And they're totally okay with that. But again, the same thing happens in the opposite in Oklahoma. Right? In Oklahoma, the left is, is going to feel oppressed. They're going to be like, can we help our libertarians? Yes. And libertarians will be like, we'll leave you alone party. So I think it becomes difficult for us libertarians to sometimes reach the left because of that. And then the right, you will find one of two things. The right will be happy when we're beating up the left. But the second we start bidding up the right, they turn on us too. <laughs> so yes, right. So that happens. say that's wrong. Yes. So that happens too. So yeah. I think your concept might be okay, but it, it in practice, I I I struggled with it. It didn't go as well as I'd hoped. In either way, as I reached out to both the left and the right. But Larry, let me add something else. Please. One other word, which is slate. Okay. For example, you're so far ahead of the ticket. One of the things I always said too is that you got to have. People running those other roles, you know, yes. state senate, assembly. Yep. That way, you have an army behind you. Hundred percent. Right? Yes. For example, I said the same thing to Sam New York Party. If you ever heard of Sam, mm-hmm. of course. I said, yeah. listen, if you get a, if you guys get a lot of other people on this pyramid running for office together, you know, then you don't have to worry about losing your party line throughout the years. No, that's I agree with I you. The conservative Party. Yep. That's why I mentioned the Conservative Party. You know. They don't have to worry about running a gubernatorial candidate because even if Cuomo doesn't pass that law, that line will always be there consistently for that whole methodology. You see what I'm saying? And on a small scale. Well, there are two things to think about. Number one is I get you. I agree with you. And if you notice, this year we're actually doing that. In Utica, we have a five-person slate, mm-hmm. right? Yes, in um, in Cataraugus County, we have 14 people running. Mm-hmm. So we did do that. But the issue is I couldn't do it while I was running. Er, I don't know if you were on the right. phone earlier. We just didn't have the talent. I didn't have the bodies. I didn't have the infrastructure. It was literally impossible in 2018. But in 2018, so many people who were on my campaign who saw me run, a lot of them are now running. True. So I created Good. a farm team in 2018 that now you see them running in 2019, and I think we'll have more slates in 2020. I'm agreeing with you 100%, Dion. We just we didn't have the bodies to do it. We didn't have the infrastructure, the donor base. But I think we have more of it now. Oh, sorry. You just reminded me of something. I, sorry, Dion. But something I wanted to jump back to because I just remembered the name. You want to talk about a presidential candidate that's possible libertarian? Mm-hmm. Lily Tang Williams. Oh, out of Colorado. She was in Colorado. She's in New Hampshire right oh, now. Oh, is that right? New Hampshire. Well, she went there too. She there moved. we go. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. And Lily, I've done interviews with her. Wonderful story. Phenomenal. The problem though is she's not born in America. Oh, that's right. She's, yeah, not, born she's in naturalized. China. That's right. I forgot. She's born in China. Yeah. So yeah, she well, it's part of her story. But yes, she would be so wonderful. I agree. Yes. But all right, Dion, was that sorry. okay? Uh, yeah, we're good. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Thanks for calling in. Awesome. Two. 
All right, so let me. We got. I got someone from Georgia. We are going I'm all curious. over the place. I love it. We're going all over. We're going to Georgia. Um, when someone's talking about libertarian Republican compromise, that's going to be not good sure or bad. Not sure what that means. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure either, but we'll see. We're trying to grab Joel. Joel, are you there? How's it going, Larry? What's How's going it on? Going? I'm doing well. I'm doing all right. Just, just, uh, just, uh, just saw that you were guys having a live call-in show, so I was totally interested. And wanted to get my my sort of theor- theoretical, my sort of Akamani type theory toward. I live in an area. I I go to college in an area where it's considered a lost cause area for Georgia Republicans. Okay. And and could there be a possibility that? Republicans could step out of races that are, quote, dead zones for Republicans and then allow for libertarians to in their place, such that we have enough candidates on both libertarian and Republican parties to make the Democrat Party essentially a third party. Wow. Um, well, a couple of things. Um, that may be possible locally, but you got to realize something. Um, one... Uh, there are a lot of libertarians who are both left and those who are also right. I know that there's a an image of libertarian party being you know physically conservative and socially liberal, and I think the party as a whole, as a as an entity, tends to move in that direction. I think that aspect is kind of true, but the individuals within the party, I mean, are far left, far right, conservative, liberal, all over the place. The difference is, do they believe it's government's role to to kind of push their agenda? And many of them, but they're more, but they're more rational than the Democrats, though. They're more rational Democrats, and you're saying way far to the left. You're saying that libertarians are more rational than Democrats? Yes, possibly. I'm think I'm like with all the stuff that's going on in the twenty presidential race right now, with all. Radical candidates coming up with radical proposals. I mean, Stacey Abrams last year in Georgia for the governor's race in Georgia was very, very radical, and it was very close to call there. Well, again, let me, let me go back to my point. While that might work in your district, now if you went to another district in, say, upstate New York, the opposite would be true, yeah. right? Democrats might as well not run somebody and put a libertarian in there. And the the reason why, first off, that is already happening in certain in certain places by default. Tomorrow, there are going to be elected libertarians across New York State. That's going to happen. There won't be that many. There will be a handful, but there will be some. And one of them, I know for sure, is going to win because no one else ran. So he's going to win because there's no one else on the ballot. (laughs) So, And we have a couple of those. And we also have those where, to your point, where they've been running Republicans or Democrats forever. So the other side doesn't run anymore. They just stopped. So a couple of us are are in two-person races because either the red or the blue team decided it doesn't make any sense. So that does happen already. But I think to create a plan to do that is probably unrealistic for several reasons. One, no party wants to give up ground on purpose. Would they give it up because they think they can't win it? Maybe. But they're not going to purposely give up the land unless it's a bargain with the Republican or Democrat directly. So us, we don't have much to give. I don't think that's going to happen. Well, let, let me address something that my phone's been blowing up for a little bit uh, because I've been getting some people who have been mentioning, Mike, why in the world would you possibly say some of the things you've said so far tonight? <laughs> okay. Uh, in particular about, oh, I want to see more libertarians mm-hmm. out there. And I want to address that real quick because I thought I think it also answers part of your question, Joel, on looking at this. The more people we have involved, I believe, I believe very strongly, 
libertarians reach a segment of the population no one's touching. People mm-hmm. who are not voting out there. Absolutely like I true. said, in New York State, yes. we have the lowest voter turnout yep. possible. We're, we're not- I, I literally had hundreds of people who registered to vote for the first time because of my campaign. Right. Yep. And, and these are people who are not otherwise involved. Correct. I believe that having, and I said the New York 22, but I can also say in the city council races, I can say in statewide races, people who are not, and they are not involved in New York, they are not talking about politics. They are not involved with Republicans or Democrats. They may be in Republican. If they're involved, now they're having a discussion. They're having a conversation with all of the candidates that are there. Do I particularly think my some of my candidates, not necessarily all of them, but mm-hmm. some of my Republicans in some of these races are going to win because I believe they're the strongest candidate? Absolutely. Do I believe in the American system that the best candidate should be the one who wins? Absolutely. Do I think that that libertarians being involved can help emphasize the best candidate and therefore get people involved? Absolutely. I agree completely. So for all the Republicans who are yelling at me right now (laughs) and a couple of Democrats who are yelling at me right now because from what I do, I do political commentary, folks. Mm -hmm. So I I get all sides, including the in-between. Sure. Um, They're yelling at me right now. Yeah, I think this helps everyone. And at the end of the day, it helps voters. And so when what you're saying, Joel, is I think we have to understand competition ultimately is always better. More people involved, more people competing means more ideas get out there, yes. more people get involved yep. in the process, and, also and in everyone terms of the, wins. And also, and also in terms of the libertarian movement, judges are important as well. Maybe having oh, yes. libertarian judges also help. Yes, but the, the point that I think Mike's making – and the reason why I'm not sure that your idea is the one that I want to support, because I don't just want to replace one party, mm-hmm. right? I would re- – the, the advantage and why anyone who, whether you're a Democrat, Republican, doesn't matter, you should want a strong libertarian party. And the reason is Republicans are supposed to be about lower taxes, small business, small government. Yes. With a with – a, when it's just us versus them, they don't have to be. They simply have to be better than the other. So they have to be with the libertarian in the race. Libertarian will also say exactly the same things. The Republican will have to be a better Republican or he or she will lose. Democrats are supposed to be about civil liberties. They're not. But libertarians are. When a libertarian in a race, Democrats have to either get better on that or put up better candidates or they will lose. You will find better Democrats and better Republicans if there is a strong libertarian party to be the referee to force them to not just be, well, I'm not as bad as him or not as bad as her, but I'm actually good at what you expect me to be. But to my point, can there be good Democrats because they're going – Party's going so far to the left to socialism. Well, well, that's the point. They'd have to be better, wouldn't they? I, I, I got to tell you, Joel, I, I'm totally selfish here in what I'm speaking about. First of all, I, no, I don't think any socialist is good. I, I've lived in socialism. I don't think any progressive has got a good hold on politics either because I've lived through that. But I do believe, and, and it's selfish. It, quite honestly, it's selfish. I think having a libertarian that has strength in the race shines a great big spotlight on some of my better candidates and not mm-hmm. every one of them is a great candidate but i do think that we have several who are great candidates that i support and it shines the light on them and takes away the distraction and says this is why they're great mm-hmm. 
and now you don't have any of the other. And it's because they're competing with someone who says, yes. hey, yes, how good are you really? Absolutely. And I think that, but then again, that also means that there's a good, strong libertarian there. If there's a good, strong libertarian, it makes, you're right, Larry, it makes everyone better. Yes. Yeah, ultimately, I'm being very selfish here. Mm-hmm. But it's mutually beneficial. Absolutely. And I don't think that's yeah. wrong for me to say, and I don't think it's wrong for me to look forward to. Uh, I, I got it. I'm yeah. with you. We're on the same page here. Did that make sense yeah. at least to you? Yeah? I think we may have lost Did you. Did I lose you? I think I lost him. Yeah. No worries. All right. But I think it makes sense to us. There anyway. we go. <laughs> and I hope the people watching and listening also would agree. Yeah. Um, I want to grab uh, another phone call if I could. I know we've been rushing the phones. You and I still have come to things to talk about. Still. We haven't had anything I wanna to talk about. I want to still talk about red I love, flag laws. I love talking to people, but yes, we must talk we about that. We still have to still. We still have to do that. So um, let me grab someone from New York again. Back to New York again, which is my base still, as you, yeah. you know. Texas, um, where are you? <laughs> Southern <laughs> Tier, where are you guys? So uh, Ryan from New York. How are you, Ryan? Uh, very good, Larry, but it's uh, Brian. Uh, and, uh, oh, my, it's my Brian? Own... I'm sorry, Brian, sorry. <laughs> Brian, Brian. <laughs> Brian has been like uh, Brian Kaplan, not Ryan as in Ryan or something like that. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, uh, Larry, uh, one thing that I have a bit of a question for, and I'm going to get the point best I can, but um, one thing that um, uh, people from are uh, like that, uh, like, how did really young little kids start uh, reading comic books and watching TV to, like, the young adult on uh, social media? Um, and uh, the one fact that I want to bring is that, uh, that Joseph Jerobin realized that uh, um, if you um, put one, uh, one political aspect into every outlet of media, every type of media, you could create a generation of that specific type of uh, mindset. And what concerns me is that with uh, some of the um, political um, positioning from some of the top actors and uh, directors is is, that, is is it possible that that at some point for the generation of um, mindless uh, conformists who are going to believe in a uh, uh, no, and socialism and all that something? Yep. No, I I think there's there's a valid it's a valid worry that people who are you know the heavy hitters in the media the actors and directors and the people that many of the kids look up to, um, if they act in certain ways or say certain things or movies or a certain type of movie or TV show, I do think it can affect them and affect an entire generation. But at the same time, while I think that is happening, at the same time, I think you're also finding a fractured media, right? It's tougher now to find a movie star, right, than it was, say, 40 years ago. Or to the degree that they were movie stars Correct. Than, than now. Yes. Absolutely. And you also find people who are movie stars now who also do Netflix and CBS yeah. and Amazon Prime. And there was a time when we were kids where you were a TV actor that was second tier. Yes. And movie star was, was primary sure, tier. Sure, yeah. Now it's very much mixed. But not just that. You find people who only watch certain types of media. So it's not as broad, if that makes any sense. And I think what you actually find is you find personalities actually being what what runs our media more. Someone like a Kim Kardashian, as an example, right? Mm-hmm. Who isn't really yeah. a movie star, who really isn't a politician, She's but not it's a just talent. 
Yes, her her talent is being in the media. That's her talent. Her Sadly. talent is Sadly. staying relevant for 20 years when all her peer group has fallen to the wayside. True. That's her talent, yeah. right? So I think people like that are actually becoming more valuable than that. And sometimes to a certain extent, also, I think you're finding politicians, right? Like the Beto mm-hmm. O'Rourke's who don't win anything, but people still follow them, he right? He lost to the guy <laughs> that lost to Trump. Yes. And that's supposed to make you a presidential contender? Yes. Really? But no, really? he's not. He's doing it because he's a personality, yeah. right? That's yeah. the point. He's yeah. he's becoming the Kim Kardashian of his er- of his, of his area, Very much so. right? Yes. So he doesn't win anything. He just keeps talking. But go, oh, yeah, Beto, we like that yeah. guy. And he becomes that guy. So I do think there's a concern about that. Absolutely. At the same time, there is a fractured media. So people are picking and choosing their media too. Uh, my worry yeah. is there's too much media and people just either don't have the time or their energy and they just begin to say it's too much. You know what? I like that guy, Michael Vass. I'm just going to – what should I think, Mike? And my worry is that's what begins to happen. What should I think, Mike? You're See, doing the homework. Tell me I what disagree. I think. And I disagree because it's not that there's too much media. Because there's always been too much media if you want to look at it from that point of way. That's an excuse out of the way. The question is, is there credible media? And do you actually know what the difference is? And I've said I've said a couple times now. It's very voters. Well, yes and no. If you if you have been following this, it's like investing. Sure. Investing seems like it's a huge, terrible weight. It's so difficult. Except if you read the Wall Street Journal for 30 days in a row, guess what? You're going to have a lot better understanding of what they're talking about. And you're going to be able to make great investments more so than if you hadn't. And you're well on your way. Most people are avoiding yes. the politics. They're avoiding the issues. Absolutely. They're avoiding understanding what the consequences are. And so they are then setting, oh, my God, there's just too much media because, yeah, there's several outlets. I have one. No sound bites no, but, allowed. But hold on. I don't just mean media. To, I, I guess to hit, I should have been clearer on that. Uh-huh. When I was saying media, I didn't just mean news media. I meant media, period. In other words – Netflix and Amazon oh, Prime. Streaming yeah, and all streaming. That. That's okay. so I wasn't clear. I apologize. I okay. think that's what he was talking about also. He was talking about all the media, right? Watching TV, going to the movies, everything. And that I think that that's what I meant when I said media. Okay. I didn't mean just news media. This literally you could if you wanted to. I please don't, but you could just sit there for four days straight and watch Netflix. <laughs> you could. That that's available to you, right? Yeah. You could yeah. then stop and watch four days of Hulu if you wanted to and never go to work and, and get kicked out of your but house. Wait a minute. You could do that. But wait a minute. And that really didn't exist when you and I were kids. No, not in that format, but you could watch MSNBC. Uh, excuse me, NBC. Not when we, were kids. You, we had the five channels. Yes. We had the five channels when we were kids. We're roughly the same age. Yes. Uh, so you had your five channels. You could watch that up until you know the stations turned that, off. That stations to turn off. That wasn't twenty four seven, which was Absolutely. about two thirty in the morning. That's exactly right. Yes, after the late late show. Yeah, exactly or right. the late yes. late movie. Oh right, yes, yeah, late late movie. Sorry, yeah. And, late and late then movie, you yes. get the Star Spangled Banner, and it goes to snow about right. two thirty three in the morning, and you're down for about three hours. Yep. Well, that's passed a little bit, but you still had the option that if you wanted to avoid it. You could. The big difference is that people actually were involved. I mean, I cannot get away from this. When I have so many conversations with people day in and day out, I mean, a lot of people come to me because, oh, when people come to me in just real life down the street Mm -hmm. and they've seen me and they know, if you ask me a question and say, Mike, I just want to know about this, 
okay, I follow almost every issue for the last 20 years. I'll give you both sides. If you ask me my opinion, I'm going to give you the conservative Republican side. Sure. Absolutely, because that's my opinion. But if you don't know, here's, here's the subject, here's the story, and you can go wherever you want with that. Most people won't ask that question. No, I agree. And there's the ultimate problem. It's not the media because you always have another movie you can go see. There's always a video game you could play. There's always a Netflix that's on or a DVD you can go to. But, but let me go to what I think he may be meaning also is, right? If, if, you, if you look at the type of media you can watch now, mm-hmm. most of the media, and I don't mean news media. I mm-hmm. mean TV, video games, that kind of stuff, yeah, right? Now give yeah. me an example of this. There is a World War II video game. I forgot which one. It might be Call, Call of Duty. Duty. It might be that one. I'm not sure, but there's a recent one. That's where, the most popular one. Yeah, so it might be that one. But um, where – and one of my friends was talking to me about this. He's like, you know what? You can be a male or a female mm-hmm. throughout and pick your characters any way you like. Modern Warfare. Yeah, that's – But it wasn't Call modern. It's World War II based. Yeah, it's Call of Duty. Uh-huh. Right? So it's World War – and you can be a male or a female. Right. When in reality – the odds of you being a Japanese female soldier and fighting the front line was about a bazillion to one. Yeah, it didn't. It, it didn't. Yeah, and, uh, Larry, um, one thing about uh, recently apologies I heard about people introducing black uh, uh, characters as well, but the, in real life, like back then, the only time one could be a, on a black soldier was like, it's definitely away from uh, the usual white person back then. And, and what we have recently started about that. Uh, yeah, I, I think we also would pick races. Yes, I think that that also was a thing, right? And it, they're trying to. I'm not against the idea of inclusion at all. I mean, the yeah. reverse was true. If if you looked at movies that were made in the 40s and 50s, it's like there were no black soldiers. They right? didn't exist. They, yeah. Like they didn't even exist. Right. Yeah. And I think now you see some movies now which are showing, you know, the 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 red tails, right? Tuskegee Airmen. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Big example. You're yeah. showing that now, which I'm. I love that idea, but I don't think you want to create a false narrative, right? You want to create what yeah, actually so, happened. Well, they've completely mm-hmm. skipped that to go to. Let's make. I mean, what's the whole idea in Hollywood right now? Which again goes back to gender identity politics, because this is all connected. And Hollywood is very much about promoting this ideology, which is a very subversive, submissive, uh, subliminal way of pushing this out here. Oh, you can be this female in World War II fighting on the front lines. Really didn't happen. Yes, there were in France. There were some in Italy. Yeah, given, of course. given, there were given. a couple. Yes, but there were talking... some Russian female snipers. Absolutely, sure, some existed. But Absolutely. we're talking about out of the entire thing. If we had to put a percentage to it, you're talking about what half a percent if out that. of everybody who fought, right? And that's being generous. Yeah. So let's really look at the historics. Look at um, Disney's version of Midway uh, with uh, Ben Affleck, uh, Affleck uh, which they completely got wrong. You mean Pearl Harbor? Yeah, yeah. Right, Pearl yes. Midway's coming out like okay. next week. Yeah. Where hopefully yeah. they get it right this time, but probably won't. Because they're changing the history, because they want to be able to market this. We're seeing that revisionist idea, and we're seeing that now movies cannot be made unless it has a woman, someone who's black, someone who's Asian. At one of those three has to be the lead, and preferably a woman who is black or Asian. Uh, and I'm not sure that's true at all. 
Oh, they do that all the time. No, I mean look, Terminator. If, if, you, if Terminator, you, Dark Fate. If you if Star you, Wars. Yes, yeah, Star Wars. True. Well, yep. we this, we yeah. can go down a whole list yeah. of these movies, and this is to reinvent an ideology which then supports the gender identity politics that's being reverberated by politicians. So, the, so is Brian right then? Is Brian what he's saying is the media is then changing? how the youth look at the world. Very is, much so. Is Brian right? Yes, because um, there was a study that just came out. The fact is, um, a study that just came out, it's not that there's been a cultural change in beliefs. The older generations, even older than us, are dying off. Mm-hmm. And so that conservatism, that that view of America is dying out and they're being replaced by the younger generations who have been force-fed nothing but gender identity, uh, social justice reform ideology, and that's all they know with this revisionist history going behind it. And so that's why you're seeing such a huge impetus towards socialism as if it's some kind of great savior because they haven't been alive long enough to notice it's always failed. Historically, it has never worked anywhere ever. And that they only think, well, this must be the right answer. So, yeah, we've been seeing this is the long game. And I have to give Democrats this. The progressives, the Democratic Socialists, they have been playing the long game. But don't they always win? Don't progressives always win? I don't know that they win. win. I don't know that they win. Don't, don't the conservatives eventually die off, right? Isn't that what happens? But then the don't new generation the comes. Conservatives die off eventually, and then the new progressive... Are we, and this is always my worry, right? Mm-hmm. Are we becoming the, you know, back in my day, are we becoming those guys, me and you? No, no, are we, we already are. Here? Yeah, exactly. We we're, already are. We're that guy, right? So t- 20 years from now, we're going to sit in our lawns and yell at the kids on our go from working our lawns. I'm doing that now. It, exactly. Do you know how many times I'm at an event where they're telling me, oh my God, Mike, I can't believe it. You, you have to be PC. I'm like, no, I don't. Well, Why do I have to be? My point. No, I don't. Then, then this is an ongoing thing where, where we always lose, right? Don't d- doesn't the doesn't the older generation always lose to the younger generation? No, because that is a recent development that we lose. It's not to say that we can't make change because we went from the seventies mm-hmm. where we were. We know the seventies. There was more racism in the seventies than two thousand nineteen has any idea exists. Hundred percent true. Okay, we've improved that. That's true. That doesn't. That wasn't because we became more socialist. That's just because we became more aware of the issues and we paid attention to how to fix that. But we, but but doesn't and this is this is I think a good thing on what Brian's saying, right? Isn't a part of of, of our acceptance of the people around us isn't part of that watching TV. I hate to say it, but I have to use it. Wasn't the Cosby show wasn't that part of it. I hate to use no. Bill Cosby, but wasn't the part of it having the Huxtables on TV, having no. Having um, Will and Grace on TV, no. right? Wasn't that a part of what made us go, you know what's fine? If you're brain dead, yes. If you're a brain dead couch potato, so then the answer you, so is yes. you're telling no. me that seeing X people on TV that weren't on TV 20 years earlier, right? Try, try to find a – what wasn't good times important for white people to see black families – wasn't Chico and the Man? We're talking seventies. For people who are too old, too 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 young to <laughs> know. Only you go to all this in the is seventies, right? Yes. Um, wasn't Chico and the Man important to see Puerto Ricans? Wasn't wasn't the weren't these types of shows well, important? Let's let's look at the context of what we're talking about. All in the Family, Chico and the Man, uh, Good Times. 
You're talking the 1970s, oh, yep. right after the uh, civil rights movement. Ten years after? Roughly, yep. yes. And you're seeing a sea change in the nation and an awareness that's coming out. Yes. Okay. Name something 20, 30 years, 40 years after that where we've already had that sea change. Are they still making the same impact? No. Because well, so, Will and Grace did for for gay couples. Not really. No, we've already had gay couples out there. We've already had Dog Day Afternoon. We've already had this conversation. We had Soap that was talking about soap, it on national that's right, TV. That was. We've already had this, and you know what's really much more powerful? Having real people you talk to. No, I agree completely. Always, and I think that's been more. Went what you want and what All in the Family, Good Times, uh, Chico and the Man. You know what it did? It gave us an opportunity to have a conversation. And that's all they're good for is this gives us the opportunity to say, hey, did you see that? What did you think? Why? And let's have the conversation. And now you can have that conversation with me without feeling terrible about it. You can talk about roots. You can talk about roots and we can have that conversation and you're not going to feel completely like out of the blue on it. And then you move forward. And now the society moves forward because you've had the conversation. And then you go past it. What you see with Will and Grace, what you're seeing with current TV, mm-hmm. isn't moving forward. It's moving backwards. Well, I, I think the issue we found with the backwards is now you have the opposite where now you can't say anything. Exactly. Right. That's moving so, backwards. So, Brian, did, did we answer your question? Uh, yes, as I just mentioned, it was like uh, um, uh, 20 years ago when Nickelodeon came out. Uh, people were trying to turn about like a but when you get uh, to Jimmy Neutron, um, that's when I was around. Um, uh, people were starting to become a little bit more accepting, but now fast forward to uh, recently, now I have a type of wrong day, but a parents, uh, you can a little bit more accepting yourself, uh, really human and a few other things. Okay. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate the call. All right. Thanks, sir. Alrighty. We're going to get into red flags, but okay. I, I don't mind. We can go over. I don't mind. <laughs> it's okay. Let, let, I can go over time. I don't mind. Let me, uh, I got it. We got a lot of people uh, grabbing. Let me go to Staten Island if I can. We're going to stay in New York City if we can. We got well, Delaware too. Well, we do have Delaware too. So let, let me, uh, let me, let me do uh, Joe in Staten Island. Joe, are you there? Hey, Larry. How you doing? What's going on, my friend? Uh, nothing much. Uh, I was just calling. Um, I just wanted to uh, figure out how to, uh, Close the gap between um, upstate and downstate voters. You know, this is a this is is a the the two things I want to bring up here. Number one, upstate and downstate voters. I want to make sure we get rid of this myth. And Mike, I know you're going to agree with me 100 percent on this one. There is a myth that's going on upstate, which we have to end. And the myth is that there's no way upstate can make any movement whatsoever because New York City will always outvote upstate New York. Here's the reality about New York City for you upstate people. New York City is 8.5 million people. That's true. One third aren't born in the country. Another third aren't born in New York City. Mm -hmm. Most can't vote. We only get maximum 2 million votes in New York City. Usually about 1.5. Yeah, about 1, 1 1.5. I was about to say that. Max is 2, but we usually don't get that high. We get about 1, 1 1.5 is the norm. That's what we get in New York City. There's over 10 million possible voters here in New York State. If, to your point, Michael, if upstate votes, they can outvote New York City. Nine out of ten times. So yeah. it could happen. The, que- the the problem is, as you know, in certain parts of upstate, only one in six vote. Yes. That's how bad it is in certain parts. That's not the norm. 
But that's how bad it is in certain parts. Only one in six vote. Yeah. So number one thing is we have to start voting. And upstate can close that gap electorally. But now economically, I'm not sure you actually want to close the gap because the economies are different. You can't. Yes. You, you actually just want to make sure everyone does well within their economy. Well, that's part of the problem that we have when we have Mayor, uh, excuse me, Governor Cuomo instituting the minimum wage, which yes. I absolutely disagree with, which has failed everywhere it's been instituted, factually, mm-hmm. studied already. And we're seeing it right now in Manhattan, $15 an hour for the minimum wage for a lot of the fast food workers. And what's been the result? You've seen the businesses close, people cut their and hours. Automation. And automation. Yep. So And interns too in New York City. You have to pay interns now. Oh, great. So now, you, now college worse. kids can't get jobs. Now that's even worse. And you're starting to see that impact though on upstate as well because even though they have a lower minimum wage, which is stupid, we have minimum wage depending on where you are, that doesn't help with people transitioning. Mm-hmm. Actually, you're forcing a transition of people from one area to another, which hurts upstate. But you're also hurting upstate businesses who aren't who don't have the linchpin of Wall Street right. and the mega corporation or the mega capital of corporations that Manhattan is for New York City, and you're punishing them for being small business owners. I mean, the majority mm-hmm. of small businesses aren't in Manhattan; they're in upstate New York. You got farmers, you've got uh, every type of small business you sure. can possibly think of. And they can't afford this. Yep. And especially when we see the franchise to win and the franchise now, while it is a small business owner, it's corporatism with yeah. this guy who gets his cut. Yeah. And there and this is and thus we get Putnam County where thirty eight thousand people yes. leave. Absolutely. And take their small business out of the state because you're pushing them out. It's too expensive, mm-hmm. it's too much regulation. That's a redundancy of regulation. And there's no understanding that this isn't Manhattan. Yes. It's not one of the five boroughs. What I think you do to fix this is to go to what I said earlier, localization, localization, localization. Keep more money locally to build local businesses, to build local economies. You know, in certain areas of, of, of upstate New York, if you make 50 grand a year, you're doing well. You're doing very well. And in certain areas of Manhattan, $50,000 a year, you can't even afford to live by yourself. A good part of yes, Manhattan. Yes, you can't live by yourself. So I don't necessarily want to close the gap. I want to make sure that wherever you choose to live, wherever you find your happiness, whether that's on a farm, in a city, rural, suburban, what small town, big town, small city, wherever you find your happiness, that you can live according to that economy. And as a Republican, I would I would only say to that, I just want to get rid of the government's heavy hand. I don't believe a single party uh, government with an agenda up front mm-hmm. that doesn't care what anyone thinks because they know they have a majority because no one is voting mm-hmm. that they're going to really appreciate the fact that they are hurting the very people that they're saying we're going to take care of you because we're going to put you all in poverty make you dependent on the government so you have no choice but to keep on reelecting us i think that's 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 not just wrong that's evil it borders on evil we got to get rid of that. Yep. I want people to be independent, free, equal opportunity to fail and or succeed and get the government out of the way. 
and things like mandatory minimum wage, oh, living wage. You sound wage, like a libertarian on me again, that's Mike. Not libertarian. See that? You sound a libertarian on that's, me again. That's not libertarian. See, that's freedom. Okay. Republicans are just as much into freedom as libertarians are. I'm not sure I'm going to go there. Uh, Joe, did I answer your question? Yes, you did. Awesome. Okay. Thank you, my friend. I, I want right. to bring up one thing, with it, if I could, and that yes, is please. eventually Trump goes away. Yes. Either he loses next year or he loses or he goes away in four years. Either right. one of those two things is true. The Republican Party in many ways has become really about him. In many ways, it has really become about him. According to the media. I think according to many people. Okay. okay. Uh, when I was out there campaigning, many people asked me a question. What do you think about Trump? What do you think about Trump? That was a very big popular question I got. That's how they judge whether they could trust me or not okay. by how I felt about Trump. He's a major part of what it is to be a Republican right now. He's going to go away at one point. Yeah. How do you as a Republican deal with that vacuum that will eventually happen? It's not a vacuum. It's a realization because Trump isn't the party. He isn't Republican values. It's just a reality. He is a Republican president. He wasn't always a Republican. That's true. Let's look at his history, folks. (laughs) Just like they keep trying to say he's a racist. Really? Look at 30 years, uh, NAACP awards. I mean, there's lots of records. But but here's the thing. I was a Republican before Trump was ever there. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I have very strong values that are Republican values. I'm going to be a Republican after he's gone. You could say the same thing for libertarians. Larry, you're a libertarian. If you don't run, does that mean the libertarian party in New York dies or anywhere else in the nation? No, it should never mean that. Why? Because you're an individual of the party, yeah. but the party is bigger than that. But I am no, I loom nowhere near as Doesn't large in the Libertarian matter. Party than he does in the Republican Party. Doesn't matter. I mean, it's it's night and day. Yeah, but I, I'm a very small fish compared to a Trump. Okay, and let's look at Obama versus Obama. Did the Democratic Party suddenly die and disappear because President Obama wasn't around? No, it continues. It's bigger than that. It's uh, we have to remember and. This is the problem of the media. They're trying to tell us, well, Republicans are only Trump. They're only this issue. They're only this idea. We're supposed to be, uh, um, well, the warmongers. We're supposed to, I mean, every horrible thing you could possibly imagine is suddenly supposed to be Republican. And it was always told we're old white men, which I, I love it when I get it on Facebook and Twitter where people tell me that I'm a white supremacist and I'm a Nazi. I'm like, have you looked at my picture? <laughs> okay. Have you heard me say anything? I've dealt with that same issue. Okay, yes. we get this. Got it. Yes. So, because we're not the choice that was programmed for us, right? which as free-thinking people in America, we should be able to choose. No, I get you. So, when people say, well, it's, it, it's about Trump, it's never been about Trump. It should never be about. If someone is saying it that it's about, it should not be, but it sure feels like it is. Because guess who's saying it is? Uh, the media, yes, M- MSNBC, but left CNN, and right media. Fox is saying it too. It isn't. Fox is saying it. This isn't just MSNBC saying this. Well, I'm saying media. I yeah. just happened to start with them. Okay. But, uh, no, I don't think media is right on this because. The Republican Party didn't start with Trump. It's not going to end with him. Okay. And it has nothing to do with him. It's about the values. 
is one of the great values I believe that the Republican Party has as a conservative Republican is I want to teach you how to fish, not feed you a fish. I think if we stuck more to that Sounds value system. To me, that's saying. not libertarian. That's <laughs> that's Republican. It's in the Constitution. Okay. Okay. These are the pursuit of happiness clause. Okay. So, it, and they're not mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. You can, as a libertarian, you can have, and we do have many of the same values. We sometimes have very different ways of getting there. That's also true. which is yes. where we have a lot of our arguments Absolutely. when we've done that. So I don't mind that. It's a the bigger thing is. I'm not defined by that person, you know? No, I get you. And and that's the problem. Here's what I want to say. Did you guys enjoy the show? We never got red flag laws. I I know we did. We just ran out of time. Guys, read the red flag laws in New York State, 129. Terrible. We agree completely. Separating kids. Separating your property and then taking away your kids and putting you on a list and solving no problem. No, with no crime done. With no crime being done, yes. I just want to throw that in. We kind of covered it. Yeah. But guys, if you liked it, please remember, head over to sharpway.com, support it. And of course, go over to patreon.com slash sharpway, support the show, and buy some swag. And please tell us, where can we get a hold of you? Everyone can check me out at no, just go to YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, no sound bites allowed. Real simple. Or put in Michael Voss, V-A-S-S. I'm in every search engine in the world. I was in Paris recently. I know I can find myself there at the top of the list. I wish Google would and allow I'll me to put, do that. I'll here. put this data in the uh, show notes after the show, guys. Thank you so much for, for being here today. I will see you guys next week right here on The Sharp Way. Thank you.